Good evening. How are you all doing? Good. Good. Enjoying all the emails. <laughs> all right, let's have a meeting. Welcome to the Warren Committee. Uh, Madam Secretary, would you please conduct the role of the attendance this evening? Yes, we have Dave, Emily remotely, JJ, Steve Geister, Kristen, Thomas, Lori, Allison, Jareem is remote, Amanda, Judy, Steve Rines is remote, and Jay Fummel. Thank you. We declare a quorum. I call this meeting to order. We have two proposed articles on our agenda tonight. They pertain to the proposed land swap at Gile Road for purposes of building a school. Uh, before we get started, I just want to address the committee with regards to process tonight and our deliberations. We've been up and running for a while. We've had some votes. We've had some great conversations. I think we've handled ourselves well and comported ourselves well. And I don't see any reason why we cannot continue to do that tonight. Um, in the last couple of days, I, we have received many emails from citizens of the town. As is my course generally, when I get the emails, I read them and I review them. I pass them on to the Warrant Committee for consideration. The volume that we received, that I received, made that burdensome and probably counterproductive. Uh, it became apparent to me that there was a coordinated lobbying effort to sway our deliberation. It was apparent and from numerous of these emails that there was a, had been an email that had been prepared and cut and cutted and pasted. People were more diligent at changing little words in the beginning and in the middle, but there was a paragraph right in the middle that you saw over and over again. The point is, that's so the point is, is that here at the Warren Committee, we're set up to be a deliberative body where we conduct our inquiry mainly with the, the stakeholders who make their present welcome Mohenny, who make their, their presentations to us and then we deliberate. We tend not to have public speak. That happens elsewhere. This does not mean that the, the public does not have a right to speak and to be heard. Um, I think we do a good job of bringing a, a variety and of, um, of opinion, the variety of opinion being you know, the most important uh, kind of diversity that you can have. And then ultimately, the public does have the final say at town meeting. And that... Um, Ultimately, they do have their final, and, and that's the final say. Okay, so tonight, um, I know that there there are strongly held opinions and and perspectives and points of views that 
that people on the committee have. I'd ask you all, as we proceed, to have an open mind, okay? Be willing to listen and to engage and to be open to changing your mind. It's a hold that opinion that you might have like a little bird, that if you hold it too tightly, you'll kill it, okay? So be that as it may, okay? Let us proceed. The, the first article I think we should talk about is the matter at hand, which is the land swap. The second art article with regards to eminent domain seems to flow from that. The, the question at hand tonight is, is the War Committee to give a recommendation for or against a proposed land swap? There's a couple things I'd like to bring up before we get started. Procedurally, what we're here to do is to vote on our recommendation. So we have draft language with regards to, we have draft language with regards to the article as it, that has been presented. What we're here to do is to come up with our recommendation and propose to the town that they vote yes or no, and, and then we write out our recommendation, which is what we're proposing. There's a couple important things that I'd like to point out that I've noticed from our conversations that we've had on the or a committee about things that we might want to talk about and see in our recommendation. One of them is that in the article it says, should we authorize the town to use said land for general municipal purposes, including without limitation school purposes and without any restrictions? I'd like to point that out, is that there had been discussion in the Warrant Committee that should we recommend, yes, that we have language in there that would say that it shall only be for a school or for school and school-related buildings, okay? Uh, that, that there had been conversation that we would want to have a, a limitation there so that we could not have, though one might like to have a, you know, 30-odd six, rifle range. It would only be for a school, okay? Um, the other one I'd like to point out was that there had been conversation with regards to putting in language uh, for reversion that in the event that the town does not appropriate funding for the aforementioned school purposes, on or about a certain time that the parcel would be transferred back. Okay, so those are two things that I wanted to just bring up because those are not in the article as written. Those had been things that we would talk about. I didn't want this to get missed. There's gonna be a lot of moving parts here tonight, okay? Does anyone have any questions about any of that? JJ. So when we talk about this article, should we just assume that we're talking about that we're going to put that language in? Just 
At this stage and where we're at, I don't think we should assume anything. I think we should be clear as clear as we possibly can. Mm -hmm. Okay, we should be as we start off with as broad a brush as possible. Okay, so we might want to start asking by asking questions. Is this a good idea? I think. So. Why do you think it's a good idea? It's not a good idea. Why do you not think it's a good idea? Broad and then narrow it in. So I, I bring these things up now. It's kind of signposts. Just let's just not let's let's keep this in mind. Not forget about it. Is that helpful? Yes. Yes. Can I ask? Yeah, sure. So there's one more thing I think that's not in this article. And when I'm talking about transferring in land, I think you're supposed to be adding post pond in there. Is this is that in mm -hmm. there at all? No. Or is that not. part of a different land swap? I thought that was included. You're right. No. Okay, we'll get to. I'm going to make a note of that because right there's a delineate there's a there's a mention in here of. Okay, well, let me just start by saying. Um, all right, thank you for that. We'll make a note of that, Pope's pawn. Lori, do we have a final article, or is it still in draft? I think we can call, though it says draft on it, we can proceed as if this is the final article. Could we possibly call it up? Yes. Thank you. You are welcome. Because mine looks different than what JJ. It's a good idea. Mm. What are we looking at? What are we looking at? It's the most. And mine looks the same as yours. Oh. Yeah, that's the old one. Is there look in the? Maybe I'm looking at it. In the no, that's the one I'm looking at. This is Lance Wall. That's a big deal. Yeah, that's the one I have. I pulled it from the shared drive today and sent it to JJ. I have a different one too. Okay, so is it? Is it the same words? Can you stop? I mean, I can. Or here. What you sure? Postponed and ended? No, no, it's not in there. Okay, no. They just added it. We've all been looking at the wrong thing up there. Yeah. 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 We did talk about books. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's one way to keep yeah. us from setting our opinions. Yeah, yeah dude. Well, there, then there it's a good administrative. <laughs> write it. This is a good one to us. We've all dug in on the language. So. When did we find it? We found it. It's possible I pulled it from the wrong that's the right version. It still doesn't have folks find it. It doesn't. He hasn't updated. He has a different one than you and I. Yeah, we don't. I don't know which. I don't know what's the right one. Yeah, the one I pulled. Which is the right? But I'm here five two day for each day. It's the only difference that the paragraph is going to be wrong. Tom, can I look at yours real soon? Yes. I intended to do this. I have a version on the bottom. Version 4. Yeah, version 4. What's the latest version? We seem to have version twos and version fours. Four. Four. 
So uh, which one do I get? Oh, let me let me be able to see why it doesn't say Oh, I just have those numbers signed. Um, maybe we should run upstairs to the That's it? Um, I'm sorry about that. It's okay. Oh, yeah, this is a new version. Everything's. Thought it was only supposed to be two point eight. They were taking. Actually, the town council is here. Can town council speak to us? Which aspect? Yeah. This this changed from what we had last week. Yes. Is it hard? I mean, in the end, we'll come up with language. Okay. I have um my hand up. Mr. Yes, Judith. Thank you. Um, okay, so I have an old version without numbers, and that's okay, but I'm looking at a newer version here. And when we were in session on Wednesday, I think it was, if I'm reading, am I reading this right? Help me. Um, are we now taking 4.4 acres instead of the 2.8? That was discussed on Wednesday. That is my question. Is that the latest one up there? That's the latest one. Oh, there's the 2.8. Okay. Thank you. I've had some help. Point four to your point, though, in the third paragraph. Yes. So you don't get. What is what is the 4.4? Could anyone please educate me on that? Mr. O'Rourke, <laughs> so in your presentation, you have the map that has the various different parcels that we're talking about. It might be helpful, please, if you could assist us in reviewing that.
Kuhlman to answer Ms. Steele's question. So the 2.8 acres that are being talked about, there's two parts of land that are being swapped out. One is the conservation portion, which is 2.8 acres, which is basically this piece that's on this side of Gow Road. The 4.4 acres is the portion on the, the parks parcel, the active recreation portion, including the road going down. So when, when you look at the two numbers that are there, they both equate out to about 7.2 acres, which were the numbers from last week. Uh, if you need the 15 acres that are going back in, I can walk through those also. No, I, thank you for explaining that. No I, I wanted to make sure the 4.4 is what you're saying is on the other side of. Um, Correct. That's the portion of the active record. The, there are two individual parcels that were taken small pieces of each out. Thank you very much. No problem. Help me out. So yes. the 2.81 go to is to be is to be transferred this is the summary one so your math's not correct in the right the left column that ends up at right. 0.6 acres not transferred in 0.17 I'd like to calculate this Oh, there's one parcel from Herrick Drive missing there. I apologize. So on Herrick Drive, there are two parcels that were included. So I apologize. But I have this, if I bring the spreadsheet up, that, that gives the metrics of all of it. So. It doesn't, because for Article 97, Pope's Pond doesn't account for it because it's already covered under Article 97. So what, what happens is that's the other ratio that we look at for conservation land that's deeded known by the conservation land. So that that one is roughly 2.8 acres out of conservation over 50 into conservation. Mr. Chair, can we just correct that so we all are, have the, the final number? Yeah, what I can do. So as you see on Harry Drive, there were two parcels included there. One was 1.11, one was 1.57. I believe the 1.57 was missing. Um, so when you look at this one, the highlighted column here is the total 15.17 acres. Okay. So as far as when we were originally discussing, I was wondering if we should be adding Post Pond to this article, but you're saying because Pope's Pond is already under Article 97, it shouldn't be in this article. It's part of the land swap component. It's not part of the land swap for Article 97. Okay. It's, it's a deeded change that will happen to the Conservation Commission. But at the same on. time, as you're doing this? But I, mm -hmm. I mean, in so, my opinion, we should still say here, transfer to the care of custody management control of the Conservation Commission, 41.4 acres around the area of Pope's Pond. I, I think, I don't know why I wouldn't. 
well, we just learned Saturday morning after our walk that it was voted in 1980 that it was in conservation, and we just didn't carry through with the actual record keeping of it. it was not done correctly. Okay. Didn't get finished. If I'm stating that correctly, I'm not. Sorry. Help me out. No, yeah, I didn't tell yeah. me. That was what I walked away with. That's one of the attorneys obviously done all the key research. The votes you're referencing are 1963, I believe, not 1983. But is it still voted to put it into conservation? So therefore, it should be conservation. It already is. That is, if you get much earlier. Well, then, House. Can Mr. Chair, may I ask? Yes. Yes. Surprise, Ted. Yeah. Good evening, Mr. Chair. I'm Mr. Moore Kennedy, Kevin Friday from the Office of Town Council. So on Saturday after we walked the property, it was announced that we the, the 41 acres of Folks Pond had been voted at a prior town meeting to be put in acquired in conservation. And then there's, I guess, a second step that actually affects it, or I don't know what triggers or how you actually get it there and get Conservation Commission on the deed. Well, to get Conservation Commission on the deed, you need a new deed. Okay, the, so the town could undertake that. That's a separate process, although it's related to the protections of Article 97. But those are two distinct things. So, if it was voted to be in conservation, isn't it? It just hasn't been registered, if you will, with the registered deeds. Maybe I come at it from a slightly different perspective. Okay. If you're talking about a deed to conservation, it's my understanding that there's no deed to conservation. So okay. that, that's one thing. Okay. If the question is, is it protected by Article 97? Is it in Article 97? Mm -hmm. I think the answer there is yes. So Clearly it's, yes. So it's already there. Yes. It, it, keep in mind, Article 97 is a set of, it's an amendment to the Constitution. It applies to land that's being used for, among other things, open space, and active and passive recreation or conservation it applies to a broad scope of, of types of property, and it can attach the protections of Article 97. Can attach to that property a number of different ways. It could attach when a municipality acquires the property explicitly in the deed, and probably also in the accordant town meeting vote that you know precedes the deed. It also could happen later on by an express vote of, for instance, the select board to transfer property into conservation. That would sufficient would be sufficient to have the Article 97 protections attached. But it can also move into Article 97 if it's used in a manner specifically covered by what is sort of typically considered Article 97 purposes. So if it's used as a park for years by everyone, managed by the town as a park, then at some point, and it's not super clear from the law how quickly Article 97 status sort of attaches to the land, but certainly at some point. I think that's clearly the case with post bond. So somewhere along the way, regardless of the deed or not having a deed or any subsequent meeting, time meeting vote, it's protected by Article 97 because it's been treated as a park for decades, is my understanding. Correct. So isn't it already? And the reason I'm saying that is because you know the, the parcels that say Town of Milton Conservation don't include it. So there's going to be a way that the owner of the property, it's either the town of Milton or it's the town of Milton Cemetery, town of Milton Conservation Commission, and it's not in conservation at the moment, according to the way the owner of record is. Again, again, I, I would, 
I would just slightly change that statement. I would say it has not yet been deeded to conservation. Okay. It could be. And I think that's part of the idea here with this, this second swap article is to sort of, to, um, to finalize what everyone sort of already knows, which is that this land has been used as a park and really has been maintained perhaps, at least in part by the Conservation Commission for years. In fact, Correct. I think it's it's probably known that the Conservation Commission believed it was their land. Correct. And treated it yes, as their land exactly. for years. So the only uh, thing that is left to do, if the town wanted to take that vote, would be to say, we're going to finalize what is already essentially known to everyone, which is that this is conservation property. Because right now, if the deed sits with the town and the select board, not with conservation. Correct. And if I may, the reason it's not identified in the, the eminent domain article, which is this article here, and I apologize, I, I, I reorganized this um, article after it was sent to you to try to pull apart the different sections so it would be clear. So when I look at this article, I see the first paragraph is land that's coming out of conservation. The second paragraph is the request for special legislation, which is necessary to take land out of Article 97. The third paragraph is land that's coming out of parks, parks control. And the third, uh, or tro excuse me, the fourth paragraph is what's going back in. The reason that it's not identified in the sort of the going back in paragraph, the fourth paragraph, is because it seems to us that it's already in. And this article is specifically geared at the legislature. It's something that's going to be reviewed by Senate Council if it ever gets that, when it gets that far, if it gets that far. And Senate Council will turn to the Executive Office of Energy and Environmental Affairs, who we've been in contact with for some time, and say, what do you think? And they're going to do an analysis of this. And we know that they're going to say, Hope's Pond is already protected by Article 97. It doesn't count as mitigation for land you're taking out. So we've left it out of this article. I left it out of this article because it, it didn't seem to make any sense for me to have it in there. Perfect. Thank you. Well, May I please ask a question about paragraph three? Yes. So you, I think you had said that it was with regards to the 4.4 acres that is coming out of parks and recreation. It seems to me that this is saying it's coming out of parks and recreation, but going to Conservation Commission subject to Article 97. But, but it's on the list of coming out of 97. So is this function to take it out of parks, give it to conservation, so conservation? No. What's the function of three? So, and maybe, and just looking at this again, um, it might, in terms of the, the way that I think about this, it might make sense to actually f flip the second and the third article, not to change any of the text, but basically I'm identifying in the first article, the land that's coming out of conservation. In the second article, I'm identifying the land that's coming out of parks. And in the, what would be, what is now the second article, but what could easily be moved to the third would be the request to, the legislature to approve pulling all of that land out of parks, out of the protection of Article 97 to be used for something else. You can certainly rearrange that. that again, I would consider that to be a, a more of a ministerial, non-substantive change, and that, that's something that I could change and present to the select board tomorrow night. It doesn't change any of the, the substance of this article. I'm confused. Even if you reorder the paragraphs, the paragraph Currently, paragraph three says, transfer to the care, custody, management, and control of the Conservation Commission 
4.4 acres of land, which are presently maintained by the Parks and Rec. I'm sorry, that, that, that's that's a typo then it should say to transfer from the care, custody, and control of the conservation. No, I mean, I think it should say transfer to the select board. Change the name of the flag. I think it should say transfer to the select board. Yes, I mean, ultimately, that's the purpose of that that paragraph that requests special legislation is that okay. it's going to be, you know, set up for, as it's stated here, at least for municipal purposes. But you're right. It's, it's 2.8 out of conservation, 4.4 out of parks. Right. So it's from. Got it. And on the Pond thing, I mean, you said this is being sent to the legislature, but really, town meeting is voting on this and part of it. Part of the appropriate stuff will be sent to the legislature. I think this should say, maybe its own paragraph, paragraph 4.5, transfer to the care custody of the Conservation Commission approximately 60 acres of Oaks Pond. Because otherwise, there, I mean, yeah. we want town meeting to say, yes, town, transfer 60 acres of Oaks Pond to conservation. Mm -hmm. That's not on here anywhere. <laughs> Even if the legislature doesn't care about that. Town does. Should that be a separate, a whole different yeah, thing? Pull it. My question, I'll try and phrase it properly. Should that just be a separate issue itself, not attached to the Guile Road? Shouldn't we, shouldn't we address Pope's Pond all by itself to have it be proper for the town, for the town meeting um, approval and just leave it where it's, you seem to say it's always been, leave it there. So just, again, some of that question I can answer. I think it's, it's about what should be in an article and the recommendation for town meeting in terms of the policy piece that's that's obviously not for me to say. I mean, I, there's, Mike Zulis is here. He can probably, in some part, in some part, speak to that point. Um, I, from my perspective, that's that idea of separating it is right. That was, and the idea was to have that specifically called out in the second article, which is the swap, so-called swap article, uh, which just deals with there. There are two articles. There should be there's the eminent domain article, and then there's the swap article. And the swap article would address that piece. The swap article was an attempt, I, I think, to take Pope's Pond, and, uh, and I think Sean can probably speak to this as well, some other pieces of uh, property that are owned by the town and transfer them to the control of the Conservation um, Commission, Pope's Pond being one of them. It's, again, it seemed to me appropriate to not have it in the eminent domain language because I don't want to confuse it with that that land that is clearly not in Article 97, which is going to be used to mitigate the land that's clearly protected by Article 97 and might be pulled out of Article 97. Mr. Yeah, if I may real quick. So as I gave my presentation, that's the exact reason why I had two separate ratios around the other. One I was showing before, where we definitively talked about Article 97, and it was 15 to 7. Mm -hmm. we, whenever I've talked about Article 97 swap, I have never included one. I did it once at the beginning where I believed it was, I think, at the Conservation Commission one, where at the time I was under the understanding it was. I was quickly corrected on that. 
And then since then, anytime I've talked about Article 97, I have not included Pope Spawn as part of it. Right. Mr. Freitag, so yes. like just step, stepping out a little bit, looking, if the Warren Committee, so it's not part of the article, there's reasons why it's not in the article as drafted. If the Warren Committee in its recommendation made a reference to it as being part of the overall swap scheme, And if that was in the recommendation and then town meeting voted in favor of that recommendation, would that then have the effect of formalizing um, the, would it, would that have the effect of putting Pope's Pond uh, under the purview of the Conservation Commission? It sounds to me like that's sort of what people are asking for. They're saying we recognize that Article 97 applies, that, right? But I think what people are saying is they would like to see it on the mm -hmm. list. Right. What, what would the effect of that be? Well, I, I would hesitate to speculate until I actually saw a recommendation because it's obviously there's a lot of moving pieces here. Um, again, it, it seemed to me that if, if you take the, uh, the Article 97 article, set that aside for a second, and you deal with this swap, which is also the eminent domain article, right? Yeah. That, those are the, that's the same thing. Um, you can, you could, and you'll see here the language is quite broad here at the bottom of this article about whether by appropriation, transfer of land or otherwise, it's talking about what consideration might be uh, given in exchange for this land that the town could take by eminent domain. Again, it's, it's all the same property. And the reason we have different articles here is because there are different restrictions that are in play here. There's the, there's the Article 97 piece, and then there's this piece that has been raised regarding a public trust, which is why the eminent domain article uh, was drafted. Again, it, it deals with the same uh, pieces of land at Guile Road, uh, but it, it deals with them in different ways because there are different restrictions imposed by Article 97 or potentially imposed by a charitable trust. I think, uh, Mr. Chair, to answer your question, you could identify in the eminent domain article in the recommendation, excuse me, that would go with the, uh, that would be submitted in response to the article by the Warren Committee, you could identify quite specifically, and that was certainly, I think, our intention, uh, the exact parcels that you want to have given to conservation. And that would result in, uh, if it were to pass town meeting, the select board on behalf of the town executing a deed for those parcels that are currently generally municipal property, including Pope's Pond, and officially giving them to conservation. So that, that's what's envisioned here. And that would certainly be, I, I think, the, the cleanest way to do it in a recommendation. We've had our recommendations like this in the past where the articles is typically broadly worded. The recommendation includes meets and bounds and parcel ID numbers. It's very precise in terms of exactly what parcels are being transferred and to whom they are being transferred. Does everybody get that? Yeah, question. Okay, Steve. Yep, thank you. Um, so my question is, if the town owns the land already, but uh, the Parks Commission controls it or somebody else controls it, why would we have to take by in, 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 in the land? And the, the domain, yes. Sorry. So the, as you may be aware, there was a, um, there was a, a legal memo that was submitted to my office in the town, mm -hmm. which took the position that the land at Guile Road that we're discussing here, we're discussing a piece of it, but that the, the large 
the whole parcel, all of it, or it's certainly the conservation piece of it, was held in what is sometimes called a public trust. And um, my office spent quite a bit of time researching public trusts, researching the documents. In fact, this is my, my binder on just the Guile Road public trust issue and whether or not there is, in fact, a public trust. And the, the argument that was made in the legal memo was there was. Uh, that is a extremely fact-intensive type of argument. You have to make a determination about the, and I, I'll try not to get too into the weeds here, but in trust law, whether a trust is in existence can, can sort of happen by one of two things. You can have a document that says, this is my trust, and I've written it down, and I give it to you, and now everybody knows a trust exists. But there are also situations where uh, you can go back, perhaps, and look at the actions of the person, in this case, the Lamb sisters, the grantors, and, um, and take a look at uh, how the property was conveyed to the town. What, what did the deed say? What, if anything, do we have the documents the intent of the Lamb sisters when they transferred the property to the town? What was the consideration that was paid in exchange for the property? And you, you take all of these pieces and then you sort of analyze them in terms of whether or not you think, based on all those pieces, you have shown that the grantor, the Lamb sisters' intent was not just to sell this property to the town, but that they meant to create a trust. Now, the word trust doesn't appear anywhere in the deed. It doesn't appear in any of the, the warrant articles, in the, either the year preceding the actual town meeting vote or at the town meeting vote where the, the property was, or the select board was authorized to acquire the property. But nevertheless, the argument has been made that, in fact, a trust did occur. And that the land is held in trust. Well, as I was suggesting before, there are there are different sort of restrictions that exist on this property. Article 97 exists on this property without a doubt. Does a public trust also exist? They've raised the issue. It's a very fact-intensive issue. And so one thing that you know is pretty common to do, I suppose, from a legal perspective, is that you can, when somebody makes a factual allegation, you can respond. And you can respond with facts that you believe don't support the assertion that they've made. Um, and there are facts along the way here that don't support the assertion that, that this was, in fact, a public trust. Like the fact that it didn't say public trust anywhere, for instance, would be one. Um, however, you might also take a step back and say, rather than get into this fight, about what the intent of the Lamb sisters was 50 plus years ago and did a trust in fact exist, you might say, well, instead of fighting that, we can do something different. We can perhaps take the property by eminent domain, essentially take it from ourselves, but in doing so, um, do away with the restrictions. If they exist, it would be imposed by a public trust. So rather than have this back and forth about public trust, we'll say, and this is something lawyers say all the time. I'm, I'm going to assume for argument's sake that there's a trust. I'm going to assume argument that there's a trust. Fine. What do we do about it? Well, we can have a fight about it in terms of whether or not it exists based on the facts. Or we might say, instead of doing that, we'll ask town meeting if they want to take it by eminent domain. And town meeting gets to vote on it. And we believe that that is, is a way, perhaps the only way, to take the property out of the protections of that trust. So that's why we're talking about it. And, and again, it's, it's sort of a, um, I think it's a very unusual situation that a town is looking to take property from itself. But there's case law from our Supreme Judicial Court that's 100 and 
20 years old that is good law that says that the right of a municipality to take property by eminent domain is paramount. That that's, that is a, an incredibly powerful and um, uh, an effective way that municipalities and also states and federal government can take property, but certainly our, our town, the select board, can be authorized to take land. And it has recently, not to the extent shown here, there's at least, I think within the past eight years, there was a case where we took some land by eminent domain. I think that, again, that's not an apples to apples comparison. That was a much smaller piece. It dealt with a situation, I think, where we didn't know who the owners were. And so we took the property by eminent domain. It wasn't anything like this. However, it was eminent domain. It was chapter 79 of the general laws. It's all those, sort of that same structure. Um, and that's that's what this, this article would do. It, would, it sort of addresses in a prospective manner this issue of, of trust uh, and, and gives it to town meeting as opposed to you know trying to have a back and forth on, on the granular piece, which ultimately a, a court might decide, and it's difficult to to sort of anticipate how a court would determine an issue of a fact like that. So that's my next question: Is yes. in your opinion, yes, do you think we'll have lawsuits based on taking that land? So I, I, that's a tough question to answer because I, I mean there um, there's you know I, I hesitate to say there are no bars to bring lawsuits there. There are, within the rules of our you know, professional conduct, there are rules to filing lawsuits, but um, we're entitled to file lawsuits. The residents of Milton are entitled to challenge you know, acts of their, their government. So uh, I think a, a better question, to, or maybe a question I can answer more precisely is, could, there, could someone sue the town about this? Yes. Could someone sue the town about any action that any that town meeting takes on any action, on any article before the town meeting? Yes. Uh, you know what happens thereafter. You know then you, you're kind of now going out farther onto the hypothetical branch, so to speak. Thank you. Just a follow-up question. Oh, sorry. If I may, yeah. I use my prerogative. Just and it's a follow. It's a follow-up yeah. as well. Um, dummy it down for me. I know it's a technical legal answer. It sounds like there's a mechanism by which going eminent domain obviates the need to have the conversation about the trust. Mm. How does that happen? What, what, makes the, what makes eminent domain able to do that, vice the Conservation Commission handing it back to the town? So let me see if I can answer that by giving you sort of a, a hypothetical here. Let's say that we did the, the select board didn't propose an a, um, a eminent domain article. It just proposed the Article 97 piece. And so it, it takes, let's say the select board said, we don't buy charitable trust. We think there's nothing to it. We're going to drive right past that. We go to town meeting on Article 97, and it's positive. And then somewhere down the line, someone goes to use that property for purposes other than um, conservation and recreation, which is obviously the, the point of these articles. There would be, there could be at that point, a lawsuit um, brought by residents in Milton that would say, Article 97 has nothing to do with whether or not there's a public trust. And this is, there are cases out there like this where residents have brought cases and said, you know, we're not to be flippant about it, but we're glad you addressed Article 97. That's nice. However, there's also a public trust, and you haven't done anything about that. So, what this would do is it would sort of it would sort of cut that that 
lawsuit off of the past, so to speak. It would, it would, it would address that issue up front and, and try to address this issue of public trust and, and essentially clear that, um, that, if, that impediment, if you want to think about it that way, to the property being used. Because it is, in fact, you know, if, if there isn't trust, then it isn't, certainly is an impediment to the property being used for anything other than you know, what the trust is there for. So the idea is just rather than get into a back and forth now or wait to get for a lawsuit against the town on that issue after town meeting vote, why not take action right now? And then if someone does challenge it, then you would say, um, you know, perhaps we disagree with you on the question of public trust. Nevertheless, we took steps through town meeting to have the parcel taken by eminent domain so that we've addressed this public trust issue head on. And then if there were a lawsuit, you would presumably you would submit that to the court, then the court would take a position on, yes, you went through eminent domain, that was the proper way to do this, and that's that's addressed this issue. That's that's one possible outcome that you could have in, in a litigation like that. Okay, thank you. Allison? Um, have you taken conservation land by prop by eminent, eminent domain? Have to, can you say, state any other examples of that being successful? So I have, I have not, okay. but I think it, and that's a great question, and it's, but it's important to remember when considering that, that not all conservation land is in a public trust. That's what's interesting about this. So if I, if you were to be property to the Conservation Commission, that would be conservation land. Would it be covered by a public trust? It depends, maybe not. It would depend on a whole number of circumstances, including Things that we sort of talked about, how much, you know, if you gave it to the Conservation Commission, if there was some exchange, what, what it might be. So in other words, just because it's in conservation doesn't automatically mean it's also in a public trust. Um, and land that is in conservation, for instance, let's say it was land that was transferred from, you know, the select board to a Conservation Commission became, you know, conservation. Then I would, I would think that absent some other, you know, document or some other thing I'm not aware of, that would just be conservation land would be thoroughly protected by Article 97. It wouldn't be a public trust that would fall. So it's it's unusual that you have this sort of pancaking of restrictions where you have Article 97 and perhaps a public trust. So um, so in response to your question, do I know of any other cases where conservation land was taken by eminent domain? No. Do I know of cases where conservation land was taken by Article 97? Absolutely. Those go to the legislature almost every yeah. year. No, sure. And was Can Ave taken by Article Ninety Seven already? Can Ave the, the the land from what? I, from federal, it's federal and state with open space funds. It was um, taken under Article Ninety Seven. Are we aware of Can Ave being already in Article Ninety Seven? I am not. What are you referring to? Um, the the one that you want. It's not swappable because it's already in Article Ninety Seven, similar to uh, the one we said that's included. That's there, this Pope's fund. Yeah, I know, but I'm asking if you are you aware, Ken? Are you talking about the Winter Valley? Uh, the space that, if you don't mind bringing up, um, yeah. Yeah. the uh, Winter Valley, Valley that? yeah, that one. No, yeah. that, that one, that one's not under Article 97. Okay, can we? I just, this. Yeah. I, I, if, if we could verify that, is there any way to verify that? Because that's what I uh, was, um, I'm. Yeah. I was read that it was under federal. It was under federal state with open space funds. It was purchased and it's already under Article Ninety Seven. From our understanding, it's not. Okay. So that that was raised sure. when Winter Valley, Winter Valley had a development that they're doing in the back with uh, wetlands that they had to replicate, 
And then as they were working through that, that's where I became aware that that was not owned and covered by um, Conservation Commission, not in All right, I just want to make sure that, um, and then also is, is um, I don't mean to, is my infirmary on anyone else asking? Is Herrick Wetlands buildable? Herrick Drive, are they built, is that, is that wetlands? Well, there's a component to it. Whether it's wet or wetlands, it's two different things. Was well, it buildable? Yes. Okay. At, at, at some point, everything is buildable. If there are wetlands there that are delineated, then that portion would not be. Uh, but when we walk the site on the site walk on Saturday, there are portions of it that are. Portions? Yes. Yeah, right, There's right. portions of every port, yeah. land. Like even Randolph Ave, there are portions that are unbuildable. Do you, do you know how much of um, it is? Uh, okay. I'm just curious. So the other portion that's on School Street uh, uh, across the parcel is all buildable. Um, do we have an idea of um, of the land of the bridge wise that you're Tom swapping? had his hand up first. Of the we're doing. Okay. Um, but the majority of Randolph Ave parcel, which is over six acres, is all of them. Okay. So we don't know Herrick, and we don't know necessarily can't how much of acreage was on can? Can't uh can't have five acres. Okay, so it's can't deny it. I don't know if this helps. This is Herrick, and this is. Yeah. Yeah. So it's five acres. Five acres. Okay. And then, so we just need to. You think that it was not Article 97? Correct. All right. Thank you so much. No problem. Tom. Thank you. Uh, Tom Council. Um, just have a couple, just a couple of questions. Uh, just because I have a public trust. Yes. And, um, and please, I. I didn't do my homework on this one issue, but is it fair that a public trust could be expressed or it could be yes. I mean expressly stated in a document indeed. and to be transferred or or it can kinda of, I believe also be something that kind of happens over operation of time. Yes. Correct. So like use Well, no, it, it's something it, it needs to be something that happened at the time the property was conveyed. So when you so that's different than over time. You, you have to look. You got to look right at the time at which the property was transferred. Was it the grantor's intent? Grantor's intent that a trust would be created. That's different than Article ninety seven. Article ninety seven you can get to regardless of how the municipality acquired it. But in terms of a trust, that that's an analysis that focuses on what occurred at the time of the transfer. Okay, and actually, I think I got ahead of myself. Like, I, I meant like so, not only the express or some type of wishes that were um, transferred at the time of the, the, the giving, but you know, subsequent uses, correct? Is, is that also played into consideration in the court's role in terms of whether or not they would establish a public trust? And also, not only use, but should we say public uh, perception of uh, a particular track? Right? So, I don't, I don't think that. Um, I think the short answer is no. I, I think that uh, public perception and subsequent use are only informative if they speak to the grantors and trust at the time the property was conveyed. And, and again, you know, property could be used any number of different ways by any number of different people um, that wouldn't necessarily reflect what the grantors' intent was. Um, that's fair. So, in terms of like your analysis in regards to the issue, if if and, and this is very much hypothetical, and I don't know if there's, um, there's any type of jurisprudence for this at all, but the, 
the, the idea that the public trust is out there, should we say, like, in a court recognize it, I think this is a public trust. Is, is it the town's position that eminent domain can pierce that trust? Correct. Hmm. And is, is, there, is there authority that that yes. is that they can pierce Yeah, that? there's an SJC case from 1909, Coggin versus Cocker, that talks about the, um, among other things, it talks about use of the common, and it explicitly calls out this doctrine of eminent domain being paramount in connection with land that's given uh, pursuant to a grant and, and with certain uh, restrictions in terms of how it might be used, and it sort of identifies exactly sort of this process, and it says that that's, that at the very least, you have to do that before you can do anything else. You got it. You got to hit him in the domain. Okay, and even for like, uh, so I, and I, I reason I ask that is because obviously conservation has been carved out in our constitution. Conservation of public lands and things, you know, obviously it's an article in the, in the uh, mass constitution, so it's a very important thing. So I was just uh, curious, like, if, if in terms of um, if if that was just if, if the land was conservation. Yeah. I can understand further, but if it's if it was found to be a public trust stripping for conservation, that that would eminent domain could in fact pierce that public trust, even if it's a trust for conservation purposes. I think trust. I, if I you follow, any, uh, I'm sorry, it's kind of yeah. I think it helps if you kind of step back and you think about what eminent domain is, which is the, the, the municipality um, taking a piece of property for use in some service of some public good, right? And so. Um, in the most common circumstance, municipalities take from private individuals. And so if you think about it, I mean, you know, the, the town holding land as a trustee, conceptually, isn't all that different than someone else holding land as a trustee or someone else holding land in fee simple, just owning the property outright. And so certainly if the municipality has the authority to go over to so-and-so's property and say, we need this property, we're taking it because we're gonna build a road through here, then they have the same paramount right to turn to property that they're holding sort of in this concept of like, like hats, you know, like the municipality is selectively wearing one hat, municipality is trustees of a trust wearing a separate hat, but they have the, the ability through eminent domain to turn, to turn to themselves in a different capacity and say, we're going to take this property by eminent domain so that we might use it for something else. And by, by we, I mean town meeting. It's not the select word. No, no. So, um, I think, in, um, okay, I, I, I appreciate that clarification. Thank you. You're welcome. Judy had her hand up next. <clears throat> Can I add something that I, <laughs> I just heard? Could you um, cite that 1909 case again? It's Condon versus Crocker. In what state did that take place in? Massachusetts. It, it deals with a part of the Boston Common. Oh. Okay. So, okay. Um, this is a separate question that seems to veer a little bit off of how many, I just sent you an email. Um, generally, like last year, to the best of your recollection, how many lawsuits were hmm. made against our town? Now, I don't <laughs> care if they had merit or they had, you were frivolous, whether they were adjudicated for the town or the litigant. Approximately how many were filed against our 
great town of Milton. Why would they do that? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's not the question. The question is right. a number. Right. And I saw your email, and thank, thank you for you. sending it. I didn't have, obviously, time to respond. That's okay. We were all um, kind of busy today, I think. I, I don't have an answer to that question. And I'll tell you why that shouldn't be too surprising. I don't handle many of the lawsuits that are made against the town. Uh, the town has insurance, and a lot of claims that are brought against the town are handled through the town's insurer and insurance council, which is not my firm. My firm represents, you know, the town as sort of outside counsel in the way that an attorney might represent a business as outside counsel. And I do represent the town in litigation matters. Um, but most of the litigation, if, if there was any in the past year, probably had to do with appeals of uh, permits, special permits, or enforcement actions by the building department regarding special permits that was issue, were issued. Um, and then there are, there are other lawsuits that you know, might be brought against individuals versus naming the town of Milton as an actual defendant. So it's not, it's not something where I can just go to my, you know, my computer and my, pop up a, a drawer and say, well, how many, you know, pieces of Milton litigation do I have going on right now? It's not quite. Who, that's not how it works. If just a quick follow up, uh, my curiosity um, is kicking in. Where do these lawsuits go to? Who in our town gets them? So if, it, if it's a case that's covered by the, and I want to be careful because we're, we're I am just for open meeting law purposes, we're kind of- I am off scope, yes. But just, I mean, just to be, so it's informative perhaps in your decision making here tonight about lawsuits, because we have talked about lawsuits that could arise. Um, typically when a, a lawsuit is made against the town, there's a process that the town looks at, including letting their insurer know that there's been a lawsuit and then a determination is made okay. uh, about coverage. Okay. And most, which is leading up to most likely, if there were to be any actions taken yes. against whatever decision yes. on this particular yes. matter would not go to you, it, it would this, go... This would, in fact, come to me. It would. This, this isn't something that would be covered by the town's insurer. I mean, town's insurer, think about things like slip and falls and, you know, accidents because of potholes and things like that. Those okay. are things that, like, typically get covered by the town's insurance or, or mm -hmm. some other matters. But... Something like this, where you're talking about action that was taken by a town meeting, this would come to my, my attention. attention in my office, absolutely. Thank you for answering. You're welcome. Thank you for the question. Allison. Oh, um, actually, piggybacking off of that, Judy, how long would you say litigation would take if it did come to you, and how much would it cost the town of Milton? Yeah. If, if I could answer that question, but I mean, I, I have cases well, in my office that have <coughs> been litigated over the course of several months. I have cases that have been litigated over the course of 15 years. Yeah. Um, I don't think that that's anything like what this case is. If I had to say, this is, this is what we, I, on the, the question of eminent domain, and this is part of why I think the, the, the concept was to go to eminent domain is it's a legal issue. It's not going to be a factual issue. It's not going to be. You know, what did the deed say? What did someone say that knew the Lamb sisters say? Was there a public trust? Wasn't there a public trust? That is incredibly factual. Whether or not the town of Milton has a right to take this land by eminent domain is a question of law for a court. What would happen is there would be a, a complaint that would be filed. My office would in all likelihood move to dismiss that complaint with a memorandum of law, which would in no small part be based on the research that we've done. There would be an opposition filed and then the court would hear it. So you've done a, quite a bit of research. How long, how much time have you put into researching eminent domain 
and you know, obviously, I think you could probably give me somewhat of a ballpark of how much time and sure, we put in, uh, and, and how much it's cost us to research on an domain, yeah. and then additionally, if we were to go to litigation, yes, how much time and money that would cost us. I think. Absolutely. So the uh, the legal letter that we got, I believe, was in August of last year. We probably spent a good three months looking at the issue and doing research. That was all billed to the town under the town's flat fee agreement with my office. So, um, you know, strictly speaking, was you know, did we commit time to it and did you pay fees for it? Yes, but no more so than the town ordinarily pays on a monthly basis for the general town council services that my office provides. If this matter were to be put into litigation, the town has a separate agreement with the, my office has a separate agreement with the town where we charge on an hourly basis for that work. Um, and I believe, I have to go and look at the agreement, but it, it's not, I'm sure Mr. Zulis knows, it's somewhere below $200 an hour is what the town pays for our, my, or maybe right at 200 210 or 220 was what I saw on the town. Very you know, you know, Jay knows the number. Jay knows the number. Well, Dream, Dream, and Jay know the numbers. Okay. He's worth much more than that. Would be again, you know, most of the you know, in a case like that though, um, where it would be uh, likely handled on a motion to dismiss, um, in typical litigation. There's a huge amount of work that goes into that. That work has essentially already been done in large part by my office. Okay, awesome. And then I just have one follow up, and this is separate. Um, have we done an appraisal on the two lands and that been sent the appraisals? So, are we, when you say the two lands, are you talking about the, the, the swap? Like, are we, so we can compare? I know that that was being discussed, and I've yet to see anything. So right. Mr. Zulis might be in a better position to answer that, but my understanding is that the, the there is a, um, and just for context, there is Article 97. There was a policy from the Executive Office of Environment and Energy, Environmental and Energy Affairs, EEA, for years, since 1997, that said, if you want to take land out of Article 97, here's what you need to do. And towns would do it, and then they go into it. That has since last year become law. And in fact, it has been expanded. And one of the pieces of that legislation is an appraisal. Yeah, that's what I thought I would do. So we're in the process of sort of going through that legislation as a checklist and hitting all those pieces, and that's what I'm doing. Okay, so, we, so that's coming? Yes. Okay. Okay. We can look on the master's property map to get... Yeah, I mean, I have like Zillow for my house, too. I mean, you know, I just... Yeah. I'll let someone else, thanks. Good. So, can I go back to my <laughs> Yes. Um, so you're going to put all of the these four parcels, five parcels, plus Pokes Pond in an article to swap. It's going to be contained in the article, or Pokes Pond will be dealt with separately to get it. So, yes. Yeah, so there'll be a third article. No, there will only be two. So there, the idea was that you'd have the special legislation piece, which specifically deals with property that's going that's coming out of Article 97, and then what they refer to as mitigation, the property that's going back into Article 97. That's all that's in your, your Article 97 article. Okay. In the eminent domain article, the idea was uh, why not at the same time that we're, you know, we're acknowledging that we're gonna put land into conservation that is, that is referenced in the, the Article 97 mm -hmm. article, why not uh, take some other land that 
is for all intents and purposes under Article 97 and just finalize it and put it into this article. Or, and it would specifically be in your recommendation. You would identify the exact parcels, post potters, by saying would be one of them. And that would be the town's way of saying, you know, so be it. It's done. Now it's been given to conservation and it's protected. Um, okay, I have a couple, does anyone else have any? Okay, I have a few questions. Um, just from last year, things that still, like, can't totally make sense of. If, when I read the deed, I mean, to me, I know it doesn't say in perpetuity, although it does say that, you know, no building shall be erected and that it's, you know, for conservation. Yes. I can't in my head get how that, like, it's Article 97 criteria just because it says disposition of the parcel is not contrary to the express wishes of the person who donated or sold the parcel. It seems to be a criteria. So I just am not getting how we're getting around that stipulation. So I, I don't think you're getting around. Okay. I think you're, there, the idea was to address it head on. There, there are certainly approach that, that the town could take to say, uh, for instance, if he didn't say trust. Yeah. And it should have, and because it didn't, it wasn't trust. Yeah. Rather than have that discussion, I think the position of the select board has been to say, let's just assume that it was trust, yeah. and then deal with that. And the eminent domain piece addresses that, but also, you're right, the, the EEA's policy talks to that issue, too, and that'll have to be, you know, it'll be part of that conversation, it'll be part of what we're explaining to them. But yes, this property you know, did come to the town, this was the, the deed, they can see that. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, EEA considers a whole slew of different things, like are there, what is the purpose for which the land is going to be used? What are the alternative, you know, um, land, what, is there an alternative land that could be used? What did the town do to try to figure out? So they try to balance the needs here. Is there, you know, what is the need of the town? Why are they asking us to do this thing? Mm -hmm. And, you know, what is the, you know, sort of the public's uh, interest in, in maintaining conservation land and open land? And then they sort of do a balancing test to try to figure that out. All right, and then so taking it by eminent domain eliminates the need to meet its criteria. Well, no, I think that the again the um, the legislature would consider that in, yeah. in part of its long, you know, its sort of its list of criteria. Right. That would be one thing that it would consider. Okay, and um, then to say the other piece of it was the. Um, Parks Commission and Conservation Commission needs to unanimously approve it. And this last year, when the Conservation Commission voted on this, it probably ended up not being unanimous. Is that where the vote currently stands? I don't know what the the current status of. I mean, there'll, there'll need to be new votes because there are new articles, so that'll. Okay. I don't want to prejudge what they're. Okay. Because they have not voted on this. And do, do we know if they plan or if they're going to vote on this? Any other questions? Now, I have a question, and probably it's because I spent so much time making this PowerPoint that I need to share it. Um, <laughs> the uh, when I when I read the the memo about the land trust, yeah, and I don't know if you have public that trust. that you want to put up. Yeah, public trust. Yes. Um, it seemed to say over and over and over it was sold at a discount. Sold at a discount. Okay, look at all these other cases of land sold at a discount. Look at all these other cases of land sold at a discount. So, mm -hmm. 
So then I looked at the three parcels of land that the Lamb sisters sold to the town in 1978. And those of you who aren't in the room, this will be pulled up on the screen soon, I hope. Um, so they sold three parcels in 1978. They sold the town, the parcel that we're talking about, the fields and the conservation land for $7,400 per acre. At the same time, they sold homing their land at $7,000 per acre. Okay, great. But then across the street by Ulam Rink, they sold another um, 32 acres, and they said it was for condominium development, and the town you know, passed zoning to allow them to do this, and they sold that at just over $6,000 per acre. So when I've, I've heard over and over the past year, they, well, some people say they gave it to the town, which I think we can all agree is not factually correct. But then everybody else says, well, they sold at a big discount. They sold at a big discount. If they sold land across the street for $6,000 per acre, and they sold it to us for $7,400 per acre, does that affect that idea? So what I would suggest is this. As I said at the beginning, whether or not the land is in a public trust is a factual question. Okay. So what you're talking about is one argument that the town could raise to say it's not. And if, you know, if court would like it considers any other evidence and would determine what weight to give to that type of evidence. And we look at this and say, well, I think that's right on point. Yes, sir. I don't think it's, you know, as on point. Um, okay. But that's it's definitely something that they would consider. Um, but you're saying it's moot. Or it's moot if we do the. Uh... Right. The idea is with the eminent domain is rather than get into a back and forth fight about the grantor's intent, intent. And again, a, a court might, and the town might assert in a pleading that you know, in response to something like this, that it's not in a, it's not in a public trust. Even if we go through with eminent domain, mm -hmm. right? The town could always say, well, we did eminent domain over an, as an abundant, out of an abundance of caution, but we really don't think that it was ever in a public trust to begin with. And you know, here's why. We, Maybe that's an argument that could be raised. There are other pieces, like it doesn't say anything in the deed about it. Or you might look at how much the town did pay versus the appraisal and say that, you know, whatever, you know, differences isn't so significant that it suggests that a public trust came into being, that that delta percentage-wise wasn't enough to, you know, to make okay. a public trust. So again, you, you've identified some of those pieces. Um, but certainly the idea with the eminent domain was even if it is in the public trust, eminent domain would be one way to address that, or the way to address that, and so we ought to take a stab at that. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? Hearing no further questions, thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, thank you, thank you Mr. Chair. Thank you. Would we like to begin our discussion? Let's, how about we I'll just mention one thing quick to Lori. The question about Pope Pond and how to deal with Pope Pond. I, I think the place to deal with that is going to be in the article with regards to eminent domain. Is that if we wanted to add that, if we wanted to add that in somewhere, we would put that into the recommendation there. Okay. Um, I would suggest that we would start with a discussion with regards to the, the larger issue, which is the land swap of the acreage, we'll, we'll just say out of 97, to the general 
general municipal purposes of building a school. Would anyone like to begin that discussion? If I don't have a volunteer, I'm going to call on someone. <laughs> Is this like school? <laughs> Jay, okay. thank you. So when looking at this, I, I, this makes me think of three different things that this town and this committee have voted on in the past couple of years. The first one that I think is very similar is the East Milton Fire Station. This is a couple of years ago. Some of you might not have involved in this conversation. Mm -hmm. There was a part of, I believe, St. Agatha's Parish that was going to become the East Milton Fire Station. And the neighbors didn't want it. And the neighbors objected. The Warrant Committee, I didn't watch your meetings, but the Warrant Committee eventually approved it. It went to town meeting and the neighbors rejected. And we took their complaints seriously. We listened to their complaints. But at the end of the day, we said, the town needs a fire station. The town needs a fire station in East Milton. Just because the next door neighbors don't want a fire station next to them, that can't be the only thing we consider. And you know, somebody could have said, I have 50 other locations where you might build an East Milton fire station. Can you build it here? Can you build it here? Can you build it here? Someone did we, say that. Okay, yeah. maybe someone did say that. But at the end, town meeting said, we believe the fire station building committee has found the best spot they can, and we understand the next door neighbors don't want it there. We think it's the best thing for the town. So that that's one thing I keep in mind. Another thing is the memory care facility, which passed last year. The hospital wanted to build a memory care facility right across from them and was now an empty lot. The next door neighbor said, "No, I, I like this. I like this empty lot next to me full of trees. I don't want that memory care facility built there." And again, uh, and the neighbor had the lawyer come and speak to town meeting. Uh, I don't remember if they explicitly threatened to sue or if it was just sort of, well, why would you have your neighbor come speak to town, sorry, your lawyer come speak to town meeting. They said, I'd rather have this be a lot full of trees, not a memory care facility. But again, town meeting and the warrant committee before it decided this is what's best for the town. Well, the memory care facility there. I'm sorry, the next door neighbor would rather have it full of trees. And the third one that comes to mind is what we talked about two weeks ago, the Kidder Library. So the Kidder Library, that land was given to the town mm -hmm. for free by Nathaniel Kidder in 1928. And the terms were, this has to be a library, or if it's not a library, sell it and give the money to the library. So it's very clear that what we did then, you no, know, what we proved two weeks ago was legal. We could sell it and give the money to the library. But when he gave it, to the town, he clearly wanted it to be a library branch. And it was a library branch for decades. But times change, decades change. That's not what the town needs. The person who gave it to us for free clearly wanted it to be a library branch, but that's not what we need. So we approved it less than two weeks ago. There was no discussion about what would Nathaniel Kidder want. It was, it was legal, and it was the best thing for the town right now. So. I think of those three analogies when I think of what is the best thing to do right now. Thank you. So bring it home, Jay. Are you making a recommendation? <laughs> it sounds like you're in favor. Are is that what you're saying? I'm in favor. Okay. <clears throat> Tom. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, I think just one other thing that I want to um, 
bring up is just be, because you, you brought up the analogy about the fire station um, and the belief that we needed a fire station. I just want to make sure that as we're talking about it, whether or not we need a school is not the discussion right now because while it weighs on it, the decision mm -hmm. right now is about the land swap. And so I know that there are different opinions of that and we haven't debated that. So um, I just think it's important to stay if we can stay focused on that matter. But um, I, I, I agree with all of Jay's points, and, and I'm in agreement that I'm, I'm for the land swap or the, in the eminent domain. Tom. So, um, Jay, I appreciate you starting it off because it's a very tough thing to start <laughs> talking about. And I appreciate your comments because that's the way I'm trying to look at this because it's hard. Mm -hmm. it's hard mm -hmm. right? Very hard. Um, but, Jay, I look at the examples he gave, and uh, I was one of those neighbors. Okay. <laughs> I didn't necessarily not want it. Um, I acknowledged the fire station was necessary. I had some differences of opinion on other things and really how the process worked out. And I think a lot of people were upset at how the process worked out. Okay. Right. Okay. So right. I, I think that, you know, I'm, it's the bottom of my street. I'm happy it's going to be there, you know. Um, but I think it, that was a process argument. And it was also a private land that was owned by the Archdiocese. The memory camp facility, I remember at a town meeting, um, there was a lot of argument about a swamp, unbuildable, that water was going to go into neighborhoods. I think a lot of the argument was the buildability. I'm not sure who owned it. I think the hospital owned it. Um, mm -hmm. And then the Kidder Library. Uh, so that's, again, private land. The, the Kidder Library really weighed on me because back in 2019, I was staunchly against it. But I acknowledge that we sent it back in the attempt to try to do right by Nathaniel Ketter and try to find a use for it, maybe even a library again. And it still boggles my mind that Tucker didn't want that property. Right. But the, the will said, sell it and give the money to the trustees for a strong library. So I feel as like we were following the intent and as much as it paid me to see a beautiful building go, you know, I felt that I, I thought I was doing the right thing. And, you know, I, the buyer's remorse, you know, set in as it does. But, you know, I, I think he never thought a library was going to close. Who closes libraries, mm -hmm. right? But it, it was a to ensure a strong central library. Um, so, like, when I, when I look at this and you start the conversation, like, I do, like, what really weighs in me also is, like, some of the other decisions that I've been a part of, I'll be at a town meeting, not on this level, like the poor, not the poor farmer, I was too young, but uh, like Algerine Corner. Mm -hmm. Like, it's extremely clear what she wanted the land to be for. And the town took it twice, attempted to take it twice, and I think it's taking it again. So that's when we have you know, some definite, um, you know, uh, you know, and we, we have the Governor Stoughton um, Trust that's out there, and, um, you know, these things weigh in the, in the intent. And, like, I think about what the person wants. And I think this might, and I'm not looking to, to push this discussion, but I, 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 that is very strong. I, I feel very strongly about that. And as a town receiving gifts from people, um, you know, all they have is these documents or these wishes from the grave to speak to them. And so I, I, for me, a little bit, you know, intent is very important in, in, in being consistent as a town in terms of policy, how we manage our land, especially land donated. Um, so I don't know. That was just, hmm. and thank you for starting us off, Jeff. 
remember Caldwell, may I respond to that? Because yeah. I think that's a very, I also am very big on thinking about what was intended um, and thinking about, I struggle, I struggle with that. And I made this point before I really, if we, if we simply rest on intent, a couple of us need to get up and get out of this, t out of this room right now. Uh, a couple of us need to give back our houses because houses were deeded to not be sold to certain people. Um, many of the women need to get up and go. We cannot rest simply on the intent, but must interpret the intent with the context of the times that we're looking at. And that's what's hard for me. That's what's really hard for me, right? Because you got to look at what was intended and you got to look at the situation in front of you and you, we have to somehow reconcile that. And to be honest, it's not going to make everyone, everyone happy. I, I live near Post Pond, right? With the, when we're thinking about the ice house. I confess, I was, I was quite, you know, it's funny when it's your backyard. You can see, you can see clearly, you know? I want to think I can see clearly now, you know? But when it's someone else's, oh, we should take it. It's, it's very clear that what we should do. But when it's yours, when it was my backyard, my kids run through there, you know, because I can't imagine, you know, just. And so I, I think there's a layer here, and I agree, there's a legal argument, and I, and I thank you, uh, Attorney Freitag, for years of putting up with <laughs> just my own comments. I'm not going to apologize for now. Thank you for your clarity and the work you do to prepare um, for that. Um, I think that's the first level we start at. I think that's the foundation. But my argument is we have to not just rest at the intent and we have to look, which I think most people will agree with um, here. Um, I'm sure there'll be some who will find a reason to disagree, but I'm gonna go with most people for now. But then the second level, I think, rests on where there's harm caused. Is anyone, is it impinging? Is a land swap, the issue of flooding with memory care was, was important to me. Right? Let's look at that. How is that really going to affect people? Algerian corner, what was the intention? Let's, let's look at these things. Um, one of the greatest, noisy, most nuisance-ridden things that's happened in this town is put in that rink where the kids could play roller hockey right beside the school. The neighbors complained. It is, it, it's noisy. The kids hang out there. But that was just a, something that, that, that happened. There are things that happened that harm is caused. And so for me, the greatest part of my concern was, was, was with Home Inc. And I, and I, and I because if, if I bought property, I would think about what is the effect on my land. And I think that's, we've, we've all, we've heard a lot from the town about this, and I think we've weighed some of that. And so for me, when I think about that part of, of it, and I had, I appreciate those who went on the site visit. I did not have the opportunity to, but I did have the opportunity to talk to some folks from Home Inc. and really hear what that's, that's about, right? And so for me, I think about things we've talked about before, impact on property value, impact on, on, on what's, the, you know, what's the impact going to be there for, for them, Re real concerns that are gonna be faced them. Um, and I looked at some of the legal stuff and, and all of that. And so I think as we weigh that out, I, I think there is a place my question is, has the town had the conversations? Have these things been done? Has due process been had? Is it about the how or the what, right? Has there been sufficient conversation? And we've been talking about this for a while. 
and so when I look at it, and I, and I know people are not happy, but I think there has been a lot of conversation about it. I think there has been some, some process, maybe not sufficient. And I did say, as I said last year, and I'll say it again this year, I hope that all intention is made, should this go forward, that care for the folks at home is, is taken. I think they should have a, a say in all, and I know the, the committee has met with them and tried to, I, I, would, I would say that is one of the highest uh, priorities and, and concerns there. Um, and so as I, so I, I that's, that's kind of how I, I, I walk through this. As far as the environmental piece for me, I see it as a, as, as a significant issue. We've gone from, as we said, we've gone from a, a small land being returned to a much larger reinvestment. Last meeting, the Environmental Commission themselves folks said having more land is better. So we, we've heard that that is, a, that, is, that, is a, that is a win. And so as I look at all this and I, and I think about it, the, the question that I think is before us is, it, are we recommending this to the town? Is this an issue which we think we should be recommending for the town's consideration and I, and I can't see how we could not recommend this. There, there's just, just a level of division, just a level of split. I think we as a warrant committee have a duty to not just think about what it is that we want, but to think about what needs to go to the town, how it needs to be put there. I appreciate the counter arguments. I appreciate the, because we're, we need to do that work, all that research. Thank you, Jay. Thank you, Jareen. So that they don't have to do this. Thank you, Lori, for going to the site visit and looking through and saying what you said. I was wondering if this has not been thought about, we need to make sure this is right. These things need to be right. But we have a duty once we've done the work, and it has been years, to send it to the town and to send it to the town with the consideration. And so I'll stop there. Mr. Chair, so I'm going to take the other side of the argument. We don't even know if we want a school or need a school. I've seen all kinds of presentations and things, and we're making a land swap that's probably going to cause multiple lawsuits, at least one, I think, from Home Inc. for sure, based on the preparation I saw the document they supplied to us. So we're going to waste more money in this town before we even know we need a school. So let's determine if we need a school first and then make the swap. I, it doesn't make sense to swap the land and go through all the expenses associated with that, and it's not nothing. Trust me, it's going to be a lot, probably, that... We shouldn't do that until we're ready to say the town decides we need a school. And I'm not convinced we need a school yet. I've seen, I mean, the, the committee's done a great job. I appreciate all the work they've done. But I mean, when I grew up, we had um, trailers that we had classrooms in and they were perfectly fine. And I went on to get my, got my bachelor's degree in mechanical engineering and got a master's degree. So it didn't hold me back. So I don't argue, agree with all the things that, well, that's a horrible situation. Mm -hmm. It's a much cheaper approach. There's plenty of space that I saw in the 20, 2019 report that showed there was room to add those on. Uh, I, I think we just need to maybe relook at that report again and decide, let the town decide do we need a school for us. And I know that's not going to be ready for the next town meeting. It would have to be a special town meeting. But I think we should, you know, decide on that first and then say, okay, do a land swap. It sounds like the homework's been done on a land swap. If we need to do it, we can do it. But I really think we, we need to decide um, before we get ourselves in depth, some more in depth, before we, um, we make the seat. Thank you. Um, I want to piggyback on uh, Oheen's. Um, I appreciate your, uh, your comments in regards to 
just making sure that we really think about who is being affected by this. Um, I've spoken with many neighbors around who have yet to be heard. And it's not just Homink, it's Gulliver, Wendell Park, Pinebrook that um, I had brought up last time in the meeting if we've had any forums for them and they have yet to like kind of listen to those neighbors. So that's a little concerning for me um, for that area affected um, because last year I think that they, they, they weren't heard and, and they're still not being heard. So I'm a little um, cautious about you know, speaking for them and doing it after we've already done a land swap. The other part that's really is that is a swapping of land. Um, Herrick is partially buildable. We're not quite sure how much of that. Randolph Ave is um, a good, is a, a viable property that could be used um, for us. Does it, and it could be um, an option to um, Steve's point, if we did build um, something that we needed school-wise. Um, so I, I do think that the town would be better suited doing the school, um, seeing if people have voted for that first. Canton, um, I still think is questionable under Article 97, it being swappable. I'd like to make sure that that's uh, provided information from legal, because um, from what I read and what um, came through, there's question marks on five acres being considered under Article 97. So that would put us under 10. Um, and Herrick is partially buildable, but it's wetland, so we're not quite sure about that. So um, I do think that it's important to think of those um, things that I think are um, swappable land and, you know, neighboring people that uh, we have kind of um, yet to explore those people who would be affected by by the uh, land swap. And litigation to me is very concerning. Um, I didn't see a back to um, conservation land after five years. So if this goes to litigation, how long would that process be? And I didn't see a, um, a, a clause in there to your point, Mr. Chair, about um, uh, those things in the beginning of um, a revert back to conservation after five years. So I think that that's um, a concern. So if, if there was a need now, we would we be wasting time, you know, on this land anyways. So I do I do think that that's something to to raise question on. Um, so th that would be my my um, points to to point out to the committee that are are concerning. JJ. Uh, thank you, Mr. Chair. Um, so I, I agree with your conclusion, Amanda, but I don't agree with the statement that we have to just focus on the land swap because I don't think anyone here would be even considering this if it wasn't for a school, right? right. So I think we have to consider the school and obviously everyone here is considering that in their calculation. Um, and so I don't think anyone here takes this lightly no one wants to take conservation lands that is contentious. So with that being said, for a school, which would seem to be the highest purpose we could build for something, I would be in favor. Um, and, you know, 
people have various arguments against why we should do it, but you know, just to speak to what I've just heard, um, I grew up in the early 90s. <laughs> I too <laughs> went to a school that had trailers and they were perfectly fine. <laughs> uh, it was actually cold in the winter, but whatever. I mean, you just wear a coat and that's it, right? Uh, so you would think that would be a viable option, but unfortunately we don't live in those times now, right? <laughs> I just got an email this True week that. that said that my child just went through a lockdown drill and everything was good. And so when I think about trailers, I think who's going to lock down a trailer? Like I actually went on websites and tried to find the most secure trailer. <laughs> Like if someone, some maniac came with a gun and we have to deal with this, this is the times that we live in. If some maniac comes with a gun, who is going to be locking down in that trailer? So, look, that's, it's, it's too bad. It's too bad we live in these times, but we do. (laughs) It's unfortunate. So, and with regards to, if that's off the table, the school building committee has worked for four years on trying to determine where to build the school. And this is the best option. And we, I've been on the committee for two years and I've seen the work that they've done. And, you know, everyone is always coming up with new ideas. Let's build here, let's build here. But they have taken into consideration all the feedback. The, the plan that we had last year was taking much more. They've listened, they've carved it back. When Fonfon came up, they went with it. So to say that people haven't been heard, I think is disingenuous. I do. I just. I think they are really trying their best. And I think they will continue to try to do their best. On this parcel, on this sidewalk that I did, you know, it is, the the site itself is close to Home Inc. But there's a buffer and you can build landscaping and hopefully they're gonna build it and listen to the neighbors and put it in in the middle. So there's more room for the neighbors. It doesn't have to be built right at the border of Home Inc. And then with regards to Allison's argument about the swapping and the, you know. It's not my, it's just my concern. Okay. Yeah, but last year we, we, we voted on this exact same ratio, 15 to 7. And last year, I'm pretty sure they wouldn't have put it in unless it was. But it's just a good, it's a concern. Yeah, yeah. but and I'm pretty sure it's. From citizens that it was. Okay, but I'm pretty sure it's 15 to 7. Like that's your that's yeah. I know it's my opinion, but we voted on it last year. No, no, no. Yeah, no. I I mean it's really fine. I I just got we got letters from people, and uh, you know we have to take that into consideration, and that's what I did. Exactly. Andrew. Yep. JJ, are you? Yeah. Okay. So we had some hands up. We'll go. Emily, then Steve R, then Jareem. Emily, you are recognized. Before you talk, though, I would I would like to recognize 
that Emily is zooming in from abroad <laughs> on her family time. So we all thank you, Emily, for the dedication that you're showing to the town and, and uh, to be here tonight so the entire committee uh, can be here. Thank you, Emily. You are recognized. Thank you so much, David. I actually, so tonight I'm zooming in from Cambridge because- That's I a broad, a right? That's a broad. That's a broad. That might be next week. Um, but I'll try to go through my thoughts briefly because I've heard a lot of things that have resonated uh, and there are a few things that kind of come to mind as I think through this. Um, I agree, it's not, it's not an easy thing. There was no perfect option. And I think we could spend so much time thinking about what got us to this place and decisions that were made in the past that led to having so little space for, for a new school. Um, but I don't think that will help us. So I won't go into that. Um, first, I know a couple of other members have mentioned their experiences having classes in trailers and, and being fine. My own experience is a little different. I never was in a classroom in a trailer. However, I did have classes in partitioned classrooms um, that were very reminiscent of um, some of the images that we saw at some of the elementary schools um, where classrooms were being created in libraries. and. I'll say, you know, I'm, I'm fine. I did okay. Um, a lot of my friends did all right, but a lot of my friends did not. Um, and it really harmed their educational experience. Um, you know, with, especially with the subjects that you might be struggling with most, if you hear all of these distractions, it can make it hard. Uh, it can make it really hard to learn and to excel. So I just want to share kind of having that experience where you can hear those other, like, just so many things happening around you and how disruptive that can be. Uh, and it kind of brought me back to, to those days when I saw those images. So I just wanted to kind of share that, that experience. I know it's anecdotal, uh, but it, it really can be a challenge. Um, also, I know JJ's comment about receiving the email about the lockdown drill, I received that as well. And that's another thing that I just wanna highlight. Uh, when you're in a partitioned classroom, it can be really scary. Um, that's another thing I experienced as a high school student, um, being in kind of this pod setup where you had all of these partitioned classes. Um, we had lockdown drills. We also had lockdowns where there were people who had gotten into the building um, and there was a real threat. And I will just tell you, um, it does not feel secure when you're in such a, a, a space. Um, because it feels really hard to control. So I just, I want to share how, you know, that really can, I think, create scary situations um, for our students, and that does have an impact, I think, on learning. Um, I think going directly to the land swap and um, some of the, you know, examples that have been shared comparing to, um, for example, the Kidder Library, um, I think it's, it's a helpful comparison. But I think from what we've seen, you know, the Kidder Library, it was gifted to the town um, and there were restrictions in how it was gifted um, that, that held and we got advice that, you know, it either had to be used as a public library or be sold. Um, this land was not gifted to the town. I know early on, I think last year, we kept kind of hearing that um, and it was sold. And I really appreciate, I think what, it's a little hard sometimes on Zoom, but I think, what um, Jay had provided with the, the cost per acre, 
Um, and you know, once once it was cleared up that this land wasn't gifted, then it went to like, oh well, it was given or sold to the town at a, a steep discount or a discount, um, with the idea that it would be really restricted in use. Um, from my perspective, I think seeing that that cost compared to other sales um, by the the same sellers is really helpful to my thinking. But ultimately, even if land is sold at a discount, it is sold. Um, and I think we've seen that you know there there were ways to add restrictions that were in perpetuity um, or at least went longer and. There were other sales happening at the same time that were structured in such a way, and that could have been done. The land could have been gifted, um, and from what we've seen with Kidder, those restrictions are, are stricter. Um, so I just think when it comes down to it, you know, there are legal differences in, in what can be done with this land. So I think, I mean, with all those things in mind, I would say I am in favor of, of the land swap. Um, again, I know it's difficult, there's no easy solution, there's no perfect solution, uh, but I think I think that this seems like the best path. I think that this, um, kind of again to what JJ said, the, what is before us now, I think if anything it's improved, um, but it's been before us before um, in past years. Um, and I, I think it's, um, you know, some of these additional steps being taken to help protect the town I think, um, you know, like um, council said, like anyone can file a lawsuit, there's always that risk, but I, I do think that it seems like steps have been taken to help protect the town. And I will stop there. Thank you, Emily. Steve R. <clears throat> thank you, Mr. Chair. Uh, and first I'd like to say thank you to uh, my fellow uh, work committee members um, for all their comments, super helpful for me. Um, I'm still struggling with this decision on the swap because, I mean, I'm looking at it from several different angles. Uh, one, this, it feels to me the town does need to have a um, additional classroom, additional school. Uh, we've talked about the partitions in libraries. Uh, I was chatting with one of my neighbors while I was walking yesterday about uh, one of the teacher's rooms is on a stage, I believe, at Collicott behind a curtain now because there's no more room for them there as well. Uh, the safety issue comes to mind as well. I think with um, JJ mentioned and then uh, was just mentioned as well about, so, you know, if there's, if there's a lockdown, you know, I've, I've lived through that as well recently. Last year, my, both my daughters at Pierce when they had a lockdown when there was a mistake in the cell phone. They thought there was something else going on there. And, you know, fortunately enough, there was not. Something bad happening there, but there's a lot of concerns around that for me as well. Um, I mean, I'm looking at this from several angles. Um, thinking about it as well, the land is getting swapped for conservation of it. How much of it is actually being built? Are we giving giving away the land that has greater value for land that can be built because it's essentially land wetland swap uh, can that be built? So I'm trying to weigh that out as well. Um, you know, and then just looking at it as well, and thinking back to what Emily just said, you know, having a, having a, a child that has an IAP, thinking about the noise in the classrooms in there, it's, it's very hard for them to focus, right? And we know resources are stressed, and we're looking at all these other budgets around how we put this together for our, our children. Uh, this is all very concerning to me, and it's helping me lean towards 
um, voting in favor of the land swap so that we can improve our students' uh, environment. And apologize, I have a bunch of notes here, but you know, I, I think I'm, I'm moving that way, and I also want to say thank you to Jay for pointing out this information, summarizing the, the, what the town bought, what I believe Jay remember was a total of 600,000 town bought that went from the Lamb Sisters. Uh, 170. So 170. 170, I was talking to Ian Boyle, but I didn't talk that all. Um, but thank you, thank you for that, and uh, with that, I'll give the floor back to the floor. Thank you, Steve. Jareem. Yes, sir. I'll be short. Um, you know, bottom line is for me, I just think that the this option is the most cogent option when we're talking about the school. But really, I feel like we're potentially getting in the way of this process by even kind of, uh, I guess, over overthinking again. Um, and in a sense that, right, we have they have two options. From what I understand, it's, it's either the land swap, right, or the eminent domain. Eminent domain is just like, you know, just kind of muscling it through, right? Regardless of who says what. So we're being so they're essentially being nice about the only option that we have. Um, and I just feel as though like, you know, and speaking and to Jay hearing everything and, and agreeing with pretty much 90% of everything that everybody said. Um, and, and, and just kind of even hearing what JJ just kind of brought about security and you know I've been in trailers before as well and you know that's going to cost some money and there's going to be problems with that technically et cetera et cetera et cetera uh, and then eventually having to build regardless right it's going to be more money um, so I you know I'm in agreement with the swap for the purposes of allowing the town to position themselves in a way that we need to, even in the case where you know things just kind of fall apart and things can be reversed. Um, it seems like you know you know halfway there with the discovery uh, they made recently anyway. So I think that's like maybe I don't know a message um, but that's what I have. That's 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 it from thank you. Thank you, Jareem. Amanda. Um, I, I'll try not to repeat too much either. And so I appreciate JJ the the, the comment. I think um, you're right. We wouldn't be here if it weren't about a school. Um, I think the difficulty, in my opinion, of putting the school before the land swap is. I would be hard pressed if I, you know, I am a town meeting member, I would be hard pressed to vote on something that I don't know the cost of, I don't know the ramification, you know, so it's, it's almost like an impossible thing to put out there. This just says, this is just, for me, the first step that says we have land, we know what this cost is, and then there's incremental cost, obviously, because there is for everything then to determine environmental impact, does it really work, those sort of things. Um, I feel like having listened to last year and seeing the warrant, seeing the article go back for further consideration that the school building committee did a ton of due diligence on reaching out to people on scaling back the amount of land that was being was being swapped. Um, you know, now we're talking essentially about 2.1 acres really, which is this land piece. Um, so I think there's been 
a tremendous amount of work that's been done in the last four years to get us here um, with experts in their field who have looked at the other options, who have looked at the 2019 study, who have, you know, I have to respect the, the you know, that they're engineers and people in the construction industry who are coming and looking at those options and saying in their mind, this is the best opportunity. Um, and we all know that land is at a minimum, at a premium here. Um, so I, I think for those reasons, um, I, you know, I, I just feel like we've got all of the information um, and I just feel, you know, I feel confident and that it, obviously, yes, it's, you know, it's nothing is perfect, but um, to me, this seems like an option that I am behind. Thank you. So Emily and then Jay, Emily. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to kind of follow on on that because I know um, one of the things that has come up is it would be helpful to have more specific plans about a school. And I think Amanda's separation of, of the two is helpful because it is like to come up with more specific plans, like you wouldn't want to invest the money unless you know that that land is being used since that would have impact, I would imagine, on the construction plans. And I think that's one thing that I, I wanted to bring. I know the fire station came up earlier, and I think there was something kind of similar there where there was interest and desire to see more specifics about the actual fire station on that land before approving. I think the purchase of the land in that case, um, but it's like, well, I think in the interest of saving the town money, how much do you invest before you know that you're going to be using that land? So I just want to say, I think that's one of the other reasons why this piece has to come first, um, because otherwise, you know, the, the school building committee has put in so much time and energy already. Um, and I think um, we need to be mindful of that and resources that go into pursuing this further. And so um, I, I just see that as why this, this piece is important to resolve first. Okay. Uh, I want to address what, what Tom asked about the intent when this was all set up. And I would be a fool to say I could read the mind of people from 45 years ago. But what do we know? Uh, well, let's talk about the intent of both parties. Let's talk about the intent of the town. The town in 1977 said what needed space to build playing fields. Mm -hmm. They said the Warren Committee in 1977 said that need was real and pressing for space to build playing fields. So they wanted to buy all of this land, which you know is now the football stadium and the land we're talking about and homing. The town wanted to buy all of it. And the town said, and the Warren Committee said in 1977, the land property is a critical parcel of land strategically located in the geographic center of town. The purchase of the land will provide the opportunity for the town to determine what future use the land would best serve the interests of the town. So in 1977, before Home Inc. exists, before anything, they were thinking, we can build a football stadium here, and then what else can we do with it? We can, we can determine how it's best used for the town. Okay. But then on the other side were the sellers, and they were very savvy sellers. They didn't sell in 1977. They took a year to discuss with the town, to hash out what they wanted, and to get what they wanted. They were represented by council. And what did they get for it? Well, they got paid for the land, of course. They also got the area, the Quisset Brook, that has the townhouses that they sold. They got that rezoned. The town set up zoning for them so that they could have the townhouses that they wanted. The town set up zoning for homing zone this area so that they could build homing. 
The town agreed, okay, this will be, and, and then Home Inc. was created, the nonprofit Home Inc. was created so that could be senior housing. This is all things the sellers wanted. They got everything they wanted. And they also got, you know, again, sophisticated sellers represented by council. They knew what the contract said. They got a promise to keep this untouched for 30 years. And if you read the deed, when they say we want, and, and it trans there are two things. There's the restrictions and there's transferring the Conservation Commission. We use those sort of interchangeably, but they are different. The restrictions lasted for 30 years. They had lawyers. Transferring the Conservation Commission didn't expire. As of this day, it's still held by the Conservation Commission. Why did they want to go to the Conservation Commission? The deed says, for the promotion and development of the natural resources and watershed resources of the town. So they wanted that area preserved for 30 years. They've got it preserved for 45 years. And if we do this deal, we're putting 60 acres, including the entirety of Pope's Pond, into conservation. If they wanted to promote the development of natural resources and watershed resources of the town, I think they're getting it. Again, I can't read the mind of people from 45 years ago, but they were very sophisticated sellers and they got what they wanted, in my opinion. So where does this leave us? We've got, I've heard a lot of valid concerns here. And I'm thinking back to the Font Bond vote. I was not shy about how I felt about Font Bond. I did not like it. I said very clearly, I don't like this plan. And yet I voted for it. Because even though I didn't like it, even though it had problems, it was the best plan for the town. And I know there are a lot of concerns around this table. It's okay to not like it. But if at the end of the day, you think it's best for the town, it's okay to not like it and vote yes. Thank you. Judy. <clears throat> Jay, if I could follow up on the Pope's Pawn. Okay. Um, it's a very, as town council explained to us, it's confusing yet clear. Clear but confusing. Some time ago, Pope's Pawn was deemed to be conservation land. There was a miscommunication in the process of that. It was approved in one step. The second step didn't follow right on the heels of the first step. So, and I'm not sure if I have to ask for confirmation from someone again to make sure. So. Pope's Pond is not something new and different adding on to this package because of, you know, oh, we have a package deal. We're going to supersize this. Uh, you know, hmm, go for it. This was already, it would already be very defined as conservation land if that second step didn't follow through on the first step. So it's sort of been a little limbo, if you will, of um, it, is, it is, well, it is, but, you know, that second step. So I don't think, and I do believe, we can't say, ooh, we supersized this. You're not in reality because, it, and Mr. Freitag, if I make a, um, a misstatement on how I'm explaining this, could you 
jump in, if you will. If not, it's okay. But that was already in, that was already there, Jay. And so this little technicality of the second step. So it has been asked, and I do believe of town council, not by me, but in someone related to me, how they asked town council and how it was explained from town council. So, well, if this already happened, but step two didn't happen, um, just fix it. Just fix it, you know, just, you know, tighten the bolt, off we go. The problem is it's a little more complicated to do the second step now because it's almost oh, so much time has passed. So we're not, we're not, this isn't like, oh, yeah, look, there's more presents under the tree. There aren't. Pope's Pond already was conservation. We're not gaining anything that we didn't already have or that could not be corrected via a process. You know, there's a process that can be corrected and designated as it was a long time ago. There was just this little processing going on that kind of... So the question, as I understand it from a citizen who did have a conversation with Mr. Milano about, you know, just getting into the mechanic and tighten the bolt. No, it's, it's a, little, a little more complicated than that. We, we need the bolt mechanic and we need the tire mechanic and, you know, it, it got a compl complicated repair, but it could be done separate from the land swap. So I appreciate everyone thinking that, whoa, gold just flew out, uh, oil just flew out of the ground down at Pope's Pond, no more ice, oil, here it is. But it was already there. And I think, my opinion is, when we think of this, we need to adjust our thinking to the fact that we haven't, found, you know, we haven't found something. It was already there. And for expedience of getting this properly designated as it was before, this is sort of taking what be a multi-step process and reducing the amount of steps to get it where it already was. So I would hope that we are all aware of that and that the citizens of this town understand that this isn't, you know, like a magician just pulling little squares of silk out of his hat. Oh, and we have more and we have more and more to give you and I'm throwing these out here. No, that's not what's happening with Pope's Pond. And I think that's why my belief that some members were asking this evening, how do you, how do we separate this out? And the town, be it town council and whatever other part of government, made a decision to 
and I won't say attach it, but to incorporate it for the easiest way to put it back where it was already supposed to be. So I don't believe we're getting extra. We're just getting back into a designation what we already had via incorporating it. But no one should think, you know, we drilled and got oil. Thank you for that, Judy. I'm sorry. I said the same thing twice or three times, right? What's going on? I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I like some nice to Makes me seem short with Steve. <laughs> okay, you're ready. I think we've all made up our minds, so I move to vote on the um, ATM article to authorize the select board to acquire property off of the Kyle Road. Okay. So it sounds like we're moving to a vote. Housekeeping. Lori, your hand is up. Yes. Yes. Before we go there, can I just. Yes. Um, I spoke with Larry Lamb today. Um, he did want to convey that their intent was in perpetuity, although it was not written as some other deeds were written. It was based upon everything that was put in the deed would have had an expectation that it wasn't going to sunset in 30 years or in 45 years or ever. So I just wanted to pass that along. In addition, I would say that, um, again, conservation land, land is, they don't make it anymore. <laughs> so every opportunity to get it, um, I think we should have it. We tried with Bon Bon, that was a bummer that we didn't get it. Kidder, I'm not sure that, you know, we shouldn't be holding on to it. Why would we sell it? We should buy it, the town should buy it, pay the, pay the library trustees, give them the money. We should be able to do something. It seems to me that this process, if we have a reverter clause for five years and we have to wait for five years to get a vote to build a new school, we're talking 2032. There's going to be more immediate issues. It sounds like there's immediate issues. So let's try to do some immediate things. Um, I learned about the early education center at Curry, Curry College. It sounds similar to what was happening at Reebok that the school committee was looking into. You know, that's something that I just learned that today. We should probably be looking at that and maybe being able to lease that space to move expeditiously because you're right, the kids need space. The trailers on the Saturday meeting, there was a gentleman from California who said that where he grew up in California, they had the modular classrooms and they moved them around as the needs shifted and they were fine. It wasn't, I mean, I think, JJ, you make a point about you know, the, the fact that they're small and standalone. However, I would counter that with, do we want more kids on one property? If there is a threat, there you're putting more kids in that one location than spreading them out around town. And then on our walk, I thought the Randolph Ave land was awesome. It's, and the one abutter to the property is there and thought that would be a great place for a school there's land, there's a lot of land. Let's try to build there, it can slow traffic. And yet you have space, you know, right there. Okay. You go. So I, no, I, I was gonna say some other things, but just to kind of dovetail on what Laura said, and, and I'll be quick, and I, I appreciate what everyone said here, but you know, one of my other concerns was the environment, which was brought up 
And, you know, I, I think of some of the other things that we're looking at, and I think everyone agrees, especially people who worked in the last year, that the environment, or the environmental value of this of the land property was debated and discussed at length. Um, I've heard presentations from last year and everywhere um, just about um, the environment. And I think that's a very important thing that, uh, that we should really consider here, especially when we're looking at the future of Milton and a sustainable Milton, because that's going to come mm -hmm. to us. And when I hear talk about adding <clears throat> um, unpermeable surfaces to valuable ecosystems, and then in the same breath, we're talking about sustainable Milton and our master plan, mm -hmm. which talked of our gateways. And, and keeping our green space and all of these other things that I guess doesn't count now. Mm -hmm. and, and a goal for us, and what about sustainable milking? I, I think we're going to see an article next year at Town Meeting about what sustainable milking is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, like, I'm talking policy here. What are we doing with our land, mm -hmm. especially our conservation land? Now, JJ is going to kill me. A bold move from Milton would it be to put all of the stuff that we have, and that we're talking about, on conservation and build on the properties that we've already designated as town school properties. That's bold. Put more of this stuff into conservation. Those are some of the points I was trying to make, you know, uh, not uh, very articulately uh, at the Council on Aging. So, you know, that's just again another idea. But, like, I, I'm, I'm very concerned about just. What is the town's policy? And when people give us stuff, are we going to respect it? Especially when it's conservation. So that's about as worked up as I'm going to get. <laughs> but I think that's something we should really think about in terms of a consistent town policy towards gifted land and what we're doing. And I keep talking about Governor Stilton. It's for the poor and open. Let's see what the intent is when that one comes up. Okay? And I'm saying a lot of tough stuff, but like it's the truth. Like we had, and I don't think this is good policy for the town. And I've separated the issue. It's been so difficult. It's been so difficult. But and being on town meeting for as long as I have done, it's like it's tough for me to kind of like put the cart before the horse. So that's just how I feel. That's just some other things I wanted to mention before the motion. So it's going to go. JJ had his hand up, and then Emily, and then Lori. And then Amanda. We're going for another round. We're going around again. Let's all do it. Let's do it. Change it. Yeah. Um, I'm not a lawyer, but I'm seated between lawyers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, I'm also not an engineer, but continually for the past two years that I've been on Warren Committee, there's always another idea at the vote about mm -hmm. let's put the school here, let's do this, let's do that. And so, Lori, I know you had you love Randolph I love Avenue. Randolph. I love Randolph. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love. But we don't heard. have to take conservation. Exactly. I know. I hear you. I hear you. Like there was an abutter. I'm sure there's many other abutters who would not like Randolph Avenue, right? There but, are no abutters. Well. I guess what I would like to say here is I'm not, I didn't do the work, I'm not an engineer, but I'd like, if we could just hear briefly from Mr. O'Rourke, because look, 
at the site walkthrough, we had, can we build on Glover? And, and I can't explain it. I'm not an engineer, just like I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> can he just explain why Randolph Avenue doesn't work versus the site that he proposed here? Mr. O'Rourke, would you please address us? Please confine your remarks to brief comments with regards to the lack of feasibility on Randolph Ave in your opinion. It will. It's the exact same comments they gave to the committee last year. So Randolph Ave is a state throughway. The speed limit on there is 45 miles an hour. If you look at the study that was done for the turnaround, they're in excess of 55 miles an hour going along there. To slow it down, you have to petition the state, which the, the town did. It was denied by the governor. So we don't have control of setting speed limits on that land. It's by the state. The introduction of a school up there, as we know, very adjacent to there is the animal shelter dealing with problems of ledge. For those who are on the walk, the topography goes up as you're going across there. So we're gonna to have to level it off at some point to put a school in there. To level it off, the anticipation of finding ledge there is most likely. So when we look at that and couple it with the, the speed that we're talking about there, it's not an ideal situation for us to put a school, nor do we want kids walking or riding their bikes on Route 28. Thank you. Thank you, based upon, does anybody have any follow-up questions for Mr. O'Rourke based upon his remarks? No, thank you, Mr. O'Rourke. <laughs> I just, I'll, I'll yes, JJ, you still have the floor. Um, so yeah, like, anyways, we could come up with a million ideas, <laughs> but I feel like they are the experts. And he explained in thirty seconds where I can explain for an hour, <laughs> and it's just done. So we gotta trust the experts. They have listened. Like I, I'm telling you, I could go through this. This PowerPoint from 2019, there's a timeline, and they did not leave any stone unturned. They did go back. They tried for flat bond. They cut back the site. They are taking less. So they are listening. And as far as Steve are, you, you talked about, uh, like, are we getting more in value than we're giving? You know, the trade of the value. First of all, we're going to be getting an appraisal. And if the appraisal doesn't work out, this thing, that's it. It doesn't matter what we vote. It can't go through. So there's that. Um, I personally think it will work out because there's two valuations. There's ecological value. And they took away the most ecologically important part of the land. It's the wetlands at the bottom. That's being preserved. So they're going to keep that. And then commercially, I'm pretty sure that Randolph parcel is worth more to a developer than this lot. Well, if it can't be built, oh, yes. because of the speed limit, and the no. school can't go there either, right? No. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, that's that's what. We I, have a new governor. No, you know, and I'm going to mix it up just a little bit because Lori, mm -hmm. I think that you want to address these specific concerns that JJ was mm -hmm. talking and, and about Randolph Ave. So I'll recognize you, and then we'll go to Emily. No, I'm all set. You're all I set? I, I mean, I, I still think it can be done. What? <laughs> they, they, they petitioned last year. They, can't, they, can't, they, can't, they don't have control of the speed. So you're either all set or not all set. Oh, you're either all set. <laughs> In <laughs> Massachusetts, all set. It's all set. 
<laughs> Come on, Lauren. Mix it up. Mix it up, Lauren. Come on. So I, I thought they were. I thought they were. Yeah, but they were last year. I know. But, but, I thought that but if you tell them, they're going to put the school in. They're going to. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know about that. Can we bring Mr. Work back for that? Well, no. You're going to school in? All right, hold on. But he's asking. There's one question. Well, he's got his, what he wants, so. But, but he's right here. Let's ask him. Anybody, he's what do you want to ask him? I want to ask him. I want to, hang on, let me finish. He wouldn't know what the government is. All right. We need a gavel. We need a gavel here. Work. What the petition was and why it was denied. Hold on, hold on. Do you have an answer, Mr. Work, to that? I do. Hold on. There we go. So I think what we're talking about, again, Kevin Freitag from the Office of Town Council, there was a citizen's petition that was submitted by town meeting, I want to say it was, um, it might have been the last meeting we had before COVID. It was uh, 2018. To drop the speed limit in a section of Chicken Tobit. Um, at the intersections of Chickatabit and Randolph Ave, uh, at the approaches to drop it to, I believe it was 25 miles an hour. It sat with the legislature for four years, and then within a week of Governor Baker um, leaving office, it was approved by the legislature and given to the governor, and he, uh, he gave it the pocket veto, so to speak, which he refused to sign it and left office. So now it'll have to be resubmitted. No, it's um, isn't Blue Hill Park? Is this a state parkway, right? Correct, Blue Hill. State highway. Yeah. Right. So, what's the speed limit on Blue Hill? On um, Blue Hill's yeah. Blue, Blue Hill Parkway. Parkway. Blue Hill Parkway. Um, in one section, it's for school. So, for school. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it would be similar so. to Randolph, correct? There, Randolph's a state. Blue Hill Parkway is a state. Right. So the the distinction there, I suppose, is that we at the local level. The police department doesn't have the ability to set the speed limit on that street. They'd have to go through MassDOT, or, or it would be uh, the result of a special act, which is what the town attempted to do with that Chickatawba Randolph Ave intersection. But yeah, so we, they were able to do it for Blue Hill, correct? I mean, it was it was a state. I, that's my point, right? Like it was a state. Is it DCR versus no state state road? State so, road. And it's a historic site too, it's the both parkway. At the intersection, it's both. Yeah, right. Thanks, Steve. Yes, designated. Right. Hold on. I, I call for order. Mm -hmm. I call for order and I recognize Steve. Okay. So I've been on the traffic committee for four years and we've, this has come up in discussions almost every meeting on how do we slow traffic down on certain roads. In the, in the current governor's budget, there's money to hire uh, part time police officers to police 28 to keep the speed limit to where it is. And I've all, we also talked to Chase, and Chase said there's a process they can go through and, and ask, and especially if there's the cause of putting the school in there, could, I definitely think they'd go along with that. But it needs, I mean, I agree, people drive 50, 55 on that road on a regular basis. Um, I, I drive back and forth to work a lot, and um, I, I don't think it's not, I think it's very possible that we can make that happen. It's, it's a time effort uh, where the town would have to submit and go through it all, but there is, I think, $40,000 in the state uh, budget where they talked about hiring part-time for Randolph Ave and Blue Hill Parkway, I think, was the other one, where they would have extra police during rush hour, both morning and at night, to help, you know, m mitigate the, the, the speeding. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Emily. Thank you, Dave. 
Um, this is going back a little bit. And <laughs> one of the things that I wanted to say, uh, JJ ended up saying pretty much exactly um, what I had in mind, um, which was that um, the current plan really scaled, like it, it moved the potential project to preserve the most ecologically valuable land. And, you know, I think that is hugely helpful for me. Um, and I think also just shows the responsiveness that there, there is concern about conservation land because I think all of us agree that it, it's not great to have to have this as what seems like one of the only options or the only option um, for a potential new school site. Um, but I do want to commend Mr. O'Rourke and the school building committee for the changes they've made that are responsive to trying to preserve that most ecologically valuable land in the new proposal. And I remember, you know, it, they took kind of they they pulled it back so that they could revisit those plans and make those changes. And I think it does show that commitment to trying to minimize the that impact as much as possible while still, you know, I mean, I, I think we do need a school. I think the images, what we hear, what we see really demonstrates the need. And unfortunately, you know, there aren't any perfect options on the table. So I just really appreciate the work that has gone into improving what we have before us. Um, I think the second comment I wanted to make, and, you know, I understand descendants of the lambs having perspectives on their ancestors' intent. Um, I will say anecdotally that, you know, sometimes talking about family matters um, and my grandmother, my parents, and I have differences of opinion about her intent or her perspective on things. And I think, you know, seeing all the emails that have come through, like, I don't blame the lambs for trying to connect with members of the committee. I think we've seen a lot of people on, you know, coming from both perspectives who have tried to communicate to us. Um, and I don't blame any of them for trying to do so. I appreciate the chair's comments at the beginning about, you know, kind of stepping away from that. And I really appreciated Katie Conlon's message um, about us really trying to be impartial and, you know, focus on the language and the materials in front of us. And again, even like the, the emails where it came from a forum, I think, you know, there was a, probably the sense that it was okay to contact us because so many people were. And I, I think it's perfectly fine for people to take that approach if they think that's what's happening. I do really appreciate Katie Conlon's perspective. And I think when it comes to the lambs, we have to take the same perspective because it, you know, they will have perspectives on what the intent was. But again, family can disagree and family often disagree about what someone intended to do. And we don't know. I think to Penny's point, the other thing is there are also examples of, you know, there was intent from people that we would never want to perpetuate um, because there were people who had intent to restrict people's access to property, to voting, to other things. But I think as a warrant committee, we have to look at the documentation. We can't go by what descendants say about what their ancestors intended to do. We have to look at the legal language um, and take the, uh, the guidance of people with expertise in legal matters. I just, I don't think we can go by what family members say, I think. I mean, the other thing is ultimately, you know, sometimes we intend to do something and we don't do it 
in that way. Um, and you know, I think the restrictions were honored for the time that the law required, and now there is a process where there can be changes made. And I just, I don't think that we should kind of base our decision on others' perspectives on the intent um, and not on what the actual documentation and, and laws that apply um, indicate that we should do. Thank you, Amanda, and then Jereen. Um, I'm gonna pass. Thank you, Jereen. Yeah, um, I'm the one to make it right now. And Jereen. How many cocktails have you had? <laughs> Member Langley. Yeah, and for the sake for the sake of the, the texts and emails and all the stuff we get right this very moment to the five o'clock. Um I'm I think that uh we know where we're gonna vote at this point. I think that uh we should vote. That's my uh suggestion. I, I'm saying this because not just because of that, but the fact that uh, upon our vote, you know, this is gonna, you know, have to go through some other steps, meetings, et cetera, et cetera. And it might get shot down, you know what I mean? So um, yeah, that's my submission. Uh, thank you. Okay, I have hands in the air. We're about to begin our third lap. <laughs> I just wanted to respond to that. Yeah, I'm gonna at this point ask if people could limit their com their comments. It's not a hard requirement. Feel free, as you will, to one minute. One minute. You are recognized. So, Emily, I just wanted to um, respond to your comment about being impartial, and I really did not read any of the, um, I think I read the first day's worth of influx of emails, but I did not read anything that came, that came yesterday. I reached out to Larry Lamb because I knew him and had met him previously. So this had nothing to do with the lambs reaching out to me, just so we're clear on that. Um, and I think that's no different than O'Hanny when he mentioned that he spoke to the folks at home just to get perspective. So I just wanted to say that. And I guess I also wanted to say one other thing. I think we wouldn't have seen a barrage of emails. It feels like the process has been rushed again to the, the article came here. <laughs> I don't know that the public had, there was a public hearing on this topic. I don't know that there was public comment made um, for any of this that is before us today. So that is probably why that happened. And if due process was happened accordingly, that wouldn't have occurred. Thank you. JJ, and then O'Henny. A uh, question and then for you. If we do not pass this article, does town meeting get to vote on this? Yes. So we don't pass anything. This is a, a, yeah. a, 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 this is a point of order. We're not, we are, we are making a recommendation to the town. So the issue is going to the town. The town has final say on this, but we make a recommendation to the town for them to vote on, okay? And then it was O'Hanny and, and then Judy. That's my only question. I, I was I was going along those lines to say similar, so I will I'll defer my time to Judy. It's going to be very quick when we go to vote. Um, would you possibly just for clarification 
each time we vote, say, if you vote yes, it means okay. this. Sure. Would uh, that, I think I would, I would find that very helpful sure. if we did that. Sure. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, so it sounds like we're getting ready to vote. If I may, housekeeping, I brought up at the beginning um, the issues with regards to whether our recommendation would be for more purposes than a school or limited to school. So if there's a motion on the floor, we'd ask that, um, take that into consideration. And then also, and then we hadn't really had much talk about this, was the issue of reversion. In prior drafts, we had done five years, okay? I just, I just mentioned, like there had been a little bit of conversation, like what happens if it's not done in five years? I think like down the road, it would be an easy situation to bring an article at a annual or a special town meeting to extend that, okay? So it was five. Why five? I don't know. It's a good place to start. So I'll throw that out there. Um, so I would ask who's ever gonna make a motion, which I think is gonna happen to consider you know that we address language with regards to limiting the school purposes and reversion. For, for the school, I want I would like the language to have just for school. Okay. Okay. So there's a, there's a motion on the floor made by Allison that we have language that includes limitation for school. Let's yeah. say for school and uh, buildings related to a school. Second. Right, because you might have to have garages, you might have to have storage sheds, you might have to have a baseball dugout, right? But you don't want them. No, go ahead. You don't want them to be housed separately from the school building, right? So you don't want a maintenance area, right? You want the school and the garage. Now I'm complicating things. No, I, I, I think. And you don't want things added on to the how we, existing school that would. Okay, no, sorry. How, how we use so language. At the, at the, at the, we're saying it's a. Because <laughs> if we say it's a just a school, you can. It's, you could think that you can just build a school, but they may have to have. So why don't we say school related buildings? To the new school. To the new school. New. Okay, so we could say the school and buildings related to that school. Sure. Okay. New school. Mr. Chair, we, Thank you. we are also <laughs> missing information. Because they couldn't right. have the existing high school. Judy. Sorry. Thank you. It's okay. We're missing information, so I'm a little, like, we were supposed to get an appraisal. So I, I'm not sure if we should wait to take this vote, only because I think even though it would be after, I just wonder if we're if we're really getting all the information before, to, and that land swap. Like that's what the land, this is vote for a land swap. So, and due process of like what I was reading, appraisal was necessary according to, I'm just wondering. So I, it's my sense that there's a lot of, lots of questions about lots of things. The questions before us now in this article is this land swap. It's my sense that there's a motion that's eminent with regards to that, and that these are issues that will be addressed in time. 
And there's going to be a major vote down the road with that's whether or not vote on school. we're yes. actually going to build this thing that's and how much correct. money we're willing to spend. That's correct. But <laughs> at this point, I think that a vote on this article is imminent. So I think that what we should do is address what that will be. So there was you, the motion that you made that there be language in here that say that it be for a school and buildings related to that school. That's a motion on the floor. Is there a second? Second. Okay. Mr. Freitag, will you please join us? Kevin Freitag from the Office of Council, Town Council. School purposes is the language that you typically see in a vote like this, and it covers all of that. Very well. I would be hesitant to, to limit it in any way. Thank you. School purposes is the language you typically see. Thank you for that. Okay. So, clarification. It's nice to be so clarified. Okay. So, that's so their language in here that we're working with. Do you have Mr. Freitag, I have a question. Should we, if we, if we say for general purposes, specifically school purposes, like if is it important for us to leave the, the terms municipal purposes in? It depends on what you're trying to accomplish. So if we want to make sure that they can only build a school, then I would, then your recommendation should be uh, for school purposes. For school purposes, very well. Thank you. Like a playing field around the school, is that school purpose? So it would be to transfer it to the care, custody, management, and control of the select board for school purposes. Make a, would somebody like to make a friendly amendment to her motion that it be for school purposes? Do we need? Yes. I'll make the friendly amendment. Is it seconded? Second. 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 Okay, Madam Clerk, would you, because we're by Zoom, we're gonna to need to have a roll call vote. Jay. Can I, can I, if we're cleaning things up, can I also say, so uh, paragraph one, we're gonna say school purposes. Yes. Paragraph three, right. it did say, yep. should we clean it up all at the same time? Yes. It said we're giving the conservation commission for conservation stuff. We really want paragraph three to say, Transfer care and custody management to control of the select board for school purposes. Yes. Thank you. No, <laughs> I don't need to step on. No, here. no, Jay. Thank you for that. Well, all right. It's just, so we're striking conservation and putting in select board. Okay. Yeah, you do. Mr. Chair? Yes. We, we share the final share the final language just to review before to know what we're voting on. As changes are made. Thank you. So for school purposes. So I think what's gonna happen so is I think select board for school purposes so before the word for now if you want to highlight that should it be added or something
Do you want me to share this? Yes, please. And, and to note, we're not changing the article. So this, these revisions that we're doing is, is how we're going to reflect in our recommendation. Mm -hmm. Okay? So while we're sort of doing the old Frankenstein routine to this excellent example of legal drafting, right? It gives us something to work with here, but we're not changing the article. We're changing the recommendations. Mr. Freitag. If I might just suggest to you, I know the select board's going to take this up tomorrow night. I think my suggestion would be to just flop two and three so that it's clear that anyone they're talking about, the label from parks. Control C. And undoes it. From conservation, the second paragraph is still in from con uh, conservation, and the third paragraph speaks to the special legislation. So, not changing the text at all, but just the order. I think it's more clear. Okay. Yeah. And I missed that last one. What are we doing? Right. I think what Mr. Freitag is saying is at this point, move like three to two or two to three and renumber so that three becomes two just renumber and it will serve the two purpose. becomes yep. three do we want that i think you'd want your recommendation to track the language right the and with, i mean with the exception of course of four school purposes which you said which is different than what the article says And should we right? And should we change that and what is now to 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 the transfer to the care, to from the care? Please. Yeah. No, it's transfer to the care. That's in control of the select board. Yes. Just like just like number one. Number one said transfer to the care of the select board. Number three says transfer to the care of the select board. Oh, there we go. There we go. Okay. That's right. As it's written right now. Right. Okay. Then we just, I think, renumber the two. I think she's done. If I did that, now you want to move on. No, wait. Yeah, yeah she just, she renumbered the two. Re oh, got it, got it, got it. Okay, yeah. Let's cut it. You can cut and paste it, too. Nothing like edits. Uh, edits online, I, I think I think we all understand yeah. what's what is intended. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and then we're going to do a roll call vote. Now, is this just to vote for the amendment? To, right, to just for the amendments that we had made with regards to the renumbering and the changing of the language with regards to school purposes. Okay. Would we add in the reverter clause? So I think that would be another motion. Thank you for bringing that up. Yep, step by step, baby stepping through the article. There's a motion on the floor. I'd ask the clerk to please conduct a roll call vote. Okay, Emily? Yes. Oh, Henny? Yes. JJ? Yes. Steve Geister? No. Kristen? Yes. Tom? No. Lori? No. Allison? No. Jereen? Yes. Amanda? Yes. Judy? Clarification on which motion this is just to change language only. 
the renumbering the renumbering and little words. Yep. Yes. Steve Rines. Just for clarification again, this is just to change the language, the draft language here. That's what we're voting on right now. Yes, yes Steve. Uh, okay, that's what I thought. Okay, yes. Uh, Jay. Yes. It carries. Thank you. Oh, I'm sorry. Dave, uh, right, and as is my practice, I abstain intending only to vote at such time as I need to break a tie. Is there a motion on the floor with regards to the question of rescission? Amanda. Um, I move to add a clause to revert back to the land record for five years. Second. Oh, wait. Okay, revert so in five years. It's seconded. Um, I have some language that I took from a draft previously that I can hand to, to Madam Clerk that says, and provided that in the event that the town does not appropriate funding for aforementioned school purposes on the Blue Hills Parkway parcel on or before, and there's a date there. That date is June 30th, 2027. May I open up for discussion just for one What's, second? Sure, absolutely. Um, so is five years too long for conservation, like for us to just leave? Be not dealing with the school. So we're going to wait five years before we get the school vote. We're going to go that long. That we're no, just the fact that if, if it doesn't, like three overrides and they all fail, then, that's right. that, then it will go back. Yeah, so I know, but yeah. like, that to me is a long to be five years. That's, that's to me. But that's why I brought up your discussion. Start the school in year five, and we're not like gonna... if you're going to go five years just going for an override every year and it keeps failing, like are we meeting the like we're not solving the building? And like, you know, it's going to take a year to get through the legislature. That's one year on. I'm just saying, is that a long, I, this is why it's, a, I think that's a long time. Yeah, that's what it seems like. I would think one or done. Yeah, I mean, we're not, that's what I'm saying, five years <laughs> ago, like, on the ballot. It'd be a long time. Yeah, I mean, it's just, and then what do we have? Uh, uh, being bad. I love the, the Tom and J.J. Well, show. I see it. Really it's not hard to keep going for something that is not Okay, let's. I think we need, all right. Who made the motion with regard? Would you like to withdraw your motion so we can talk about? Sure. Fine, the motion's withdrawn. Um, let's talk about the five. I don't think it's a magic number. I think it's just a round number. It'll go through the legislature. It'll take a while to get the, uh, Right on the ballot. These things just take time, and if we say it's two years and then it takes two years and three months, that'll just be a pain in the butt to deal with. JJ, not an expert. We <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mr. Work here who proposed five years originally. Can we ask him? Oh, <laughs> Mr. Work, would you join us and give us your opinion on the matter of five? Mm. Good evening. So, um, to put it in context, uh, the school building committee was formed in 2019. We're just getting here four years later. Um, so about a five-year window for it is kind of what we would expect. Um, there's, it, as with anything with town that we're seeing right now, there's a long process to get approvals to it. So doing it for two years means we almost have to start this year, even though it might not get passed by the state legislature. So. 
I think a five-year window is 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 good. Uh, if anything, I would actually request longer. <laughs> Mr. Chair, can I ask a question, clarifying? Um, couldn't we come back and vote on it in a year, like in so that we, um, you know, or like it, or let's say two years, so we cut the difference or whatever. If we needed to, that would that affect? I, I think my sense is that any number that we picked, if when that number came, it was not done, there would be a question, do we extend? Yeah. Whether it's one, two, three, and if six were nine. It's, the ask is five. It's what we did before. You know, I opened the floor to discussion If so, anybody want to make a motion? Uh, can I just ask if how like isn't isn't the reverter like how do we vote to extend it? I'm just confused because isn't it just like if it's not done, that's it? That's not the whole point of a reverter clause. Well, I think that what would happen is if it's if it, if we hit it and it's done and then nothing is done, it would die. Right? I, it's a practical matter. Like if you're in the midst of things are moving along and you hit five years, then it would be like, um, we're kind of in the middle of something. We need to extend it versus there's no, there's no, no, nothing's moving. I think that's then right. you just leave then it. You're le then it's so like, you okay, are allowed to vote. Is what I, you're I'm saying, just, right? Member Serio, I would say this is wishful thinking. This is this committee to say we're just going to say we're in the middle of something when we have a five year. I think we need to put a number and stick it. In. Oh no! I mean, I mean, if you put the number in and you got to five years, and they're in the midst of the process and signing, you know, that sort of like there's been a process going on and and contracts are drawn or however you want to put it. I guess that was, and then it says, okay, it's not, le it's not, there's something done, but it's not done. Do you know what I mean? Like things are in the process. I guess that's the. Hmm. Well, I think it puts people's feet to the fire. And I think that what it is, though, is it's also like we're also saying that we don't want this to go on forever, right? Because there are ways of putting like you know, it's all, I think that's really what it is. I look at it as the other way. We just don't want this to be on the books forever. Right. When it came up in discussion last year, my understanding was that Homie wanted, or I shouldn't speak for Homie, people wanted it because they wanted only to have a school there, not yeah. like build a new DPW yard there 15 years later, which I understand that. So okay. whether yeah. it's, if, if I'm right, whether it's five or seven or nine, the point is, it's not going to be a DPW dump 20 years from now. Right. There's at least one point of view. So we make a motion. A motion for five years. Second. Is it seconded? Okay. Um, motion's on the floor to put in the, to put in the rescission language uh, for five years. I propose the town meeting is May 1st. 
Is it May 1st? Mm -hmm. 2023. Mm -hmm. Plus five. I'm doing the math because it's a slate. 2028. May 1st, 2028. 2028. Yeah. Okay. That being the motion. Uh, Madam Clerk, would you conduct a roll call vote, please? Sure. Emily? Yes. Ohani? Yes. JJ? Yes. Steve Geister? Yes. Kristen? Yes. Tom? Yes. Lori? Yes. Allison? No. Jereen? Yes. Amanda? Yes. Judy? Yes. Steve Rines? Yes. Jay? Yes. Dave? I'm abstaining. The motion carries. Mr. Chair? Yes. Motion to now approve uh, yes recommendation to the town meeting on this article. Second. Okay, so it is made by O'Henny and it is seconded by Jay. As is the practice, though we've had a lengthy discussion is there any final discussion before we go to the vote? Speak now or forever hold your peace. And clarify how our votes are going. So if you vote yes, you are voting in favor of the land swap for purposes of Building school. Thank you, Mr. Madam Clerk. Would you please conduct Mr. a Mr. Chair with, yep. the, with the with the change language? With the change language. And the oh, yes, yes, yes. right. Five year. Please. Emily. Yes. Mahoney. Yes. JJ. Yes. Steve Geister. No. Kristen? No. Tom? No. Lori? No. Allison? No. Dream? Yes. Amanda? Yes. Judy? No. Steve Rines? No. Jay? Yes. I haven't done the math. Just... I have. <laughs> <laughs> it is seven no's. Seven no's. Six yeses. By a vote this evening of the full warrant committee, I have the votes as six in favor and seven against, it shall be the recommendation of the warrant committee that the town should not approve the article. 
The next item on our agenda is the eminent domain article. We should give a recommendation to the town with regards to the eminent domain. It is the same. This is the... And our, our vote would be the same. Yes would be to authorize and approve. No would be not to authorize and approve. Oh, we haven't even made a motion yet, so you can't explain that to me yet. So the article is to see if the town would <laughs> vote to authorize the select board to acquire for general municipal purposes without limitation. What this is really is, is the eminent domain article. Mr. Chair? Yep. May I make this a point of order with regard to the last vote? I just want to just confirm the count. Once again, because I count seven, yes? Am, am, I, am I miscounting? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So we're locked again. I'm sorry? So we're locked again. No. I, I count yeah, seven yes to vote, but you didn't oh. vote. I count seven yes to six no. Really? Am I Tom voted no and Steve Rines voted no, is my understanding. Steve Rines voted yes, I believe. No, he voted no. Oh, sorry, Steve. So it's six yes, seven no. Forgive me. Withdraw my point of order. And I'll point out, I will point out, it, as is my practice to only vote in case of a tie. Let's say, theoretically, I voted yes, and it was seven to seven. It would not carry, mm -hmm. because That's there would correct. not have been a majority. That's correct. This is the middle way. So the eminent domain article is whether we would recommend to the town that they take take the conservation this parcel by eminent domain okay okay yes says they may do this a no vote says they may not do so this. if we vote yes it's yes take it by eminent domain if it's no they do not take it by eminent domain do we want to have any discussion well, there is the question of the language, which and they it, said that in yep. the language and the suggestion, we should spell out what we're giving. And I sent proposed language to our So if there was a for housekeeping, if there was a motion in favor that the language should reflect for school purposes. It does say that his school purposes by purchase. Yeah, I think what we want to do is take out the four general municipal purposes, including without, and just say for school purposes. Mr. Chair, a point of clarification, yep. please. It is my belief that we do not have the authority to change the wording in an article 
that's not in draft form. Right. So, so I, I do believe in, it's been a long night. Um, I do believe we can't juggle this so language. what we're doing is that we're working on the draft of our recommendation. Oh, the recommendation. Yes, ma'am. I'm so sorry, it's sir. Okay, you're right. It's, it's fine. And we need to be clear about these things. Recommendation. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Okay. So that if there was a motion on the floor for a yes vote, it would be... I think we should we should change that language. So would someone like to make a motion with regards to would someone like to make a motion? This one's a little bit Just more on the recommendation for a vote on this article. The totality of the article, not just the recommendation, so well it would it would be to vote our recommendation on the article. That okay. In its proper simple. form, would be for school purposes. I move to vote the language as is shown up there, with the exception of taking away the words "general municipal purposes," including without limitation. We can't do that. So, no. in our recommendation. Oh, we're only talking about the little italics yeah. we're going to write. Yes. Thank you. It's, Sorry. It's big You're fine. It's, it's always big bold. Case. It's big bold. Second no, that. It's the we, we it's only the can always yeah. do that. Yeah. Okay. I second that motion. So, okay, so this is a, mo a motion on the merits of the motion itself, including the amended language. Thank you. Um, Madam Clerk, would you please conduct a roll call vote? Emily? Yes. Soheni? Yes. JJ? Yes. Steve Geister? No. Kristen? Yes. Tom? No. Lori? No. Allison? Yes. No. Confused. Dream? Yes. Amanda? Yes. Is it Judy? Hmm. Just on what we write in italics, correct? Yes. No. No, it's for the whole. It's for the whole deal. Can someone? No, I think it's right here. See, we're okay. taking out these words, so it's just for school Wait, purposes. Yeah, so this is, this Judy, is you're voting on the article. The actual article. The yes. actual, no matter our what recommendation to the town, whether or yeah. not. I was confused, I was too. confused too. Yeah, okay. we're, we're confused because we're talking yep. about what we're writing in italics and what is printed there. Could you tell us what this vote yeah, is? I, I suspend the vote. Yes, thank you. Okay, are we voting on the typed words that we see or what we're going to write in italics at the end of a vote? Please clarify. Okay. Mr. Chair? Yep. Oh, honey. May I propose more that if we are not clear, we should actually discuss to know what we're voting on? Yes. Would you like to lead that begin that discussion? I, I, I think there are other, I, in terms of the eminent domain, if I know other people feel more strongly on it. As I understand it, right, I think this is clear case in which we were trying to determine how this land can be taken. Do we think the town can do this or the town cannot do this, right? To, to me, as member, uh, attorney Freitag laid out very clearly, the rules of eminent domain, I think it's been spelled out. It, it's, it's very clear, eminent domain happens in towns. 
I think people don't love it in general. I don't love eminent domain. I don't think it's uh, the best way. I'd rather negotiate and work it out and talk out what needs to happen and have people come to an understanding. I think that's the nature of politics, how we decide what we do together. That is my preference. Um, in the case where that is not possible, I think eminent domain comes into play. So that's how I see it. Um, and, and I will, how I consider my vote. Tom. So a little on the same lines, but somewhat opposite. I, I spoke towards the, the, the bigger article earlier, so I think probably people know how I feel. But, you know, I understand the eminent domain issue. The way I look at it is I just think it's a slippery slope for the town to start taking land by using eminent domain. I just think that we're setting up what future decisions will be based on. I get it, it's a school, it's important, but I think to, and I'm not saying this was, you know, this is no malintent, but it's almost subverting the 97 process to get us there. It's so important, and we feel so strongly, you let the 97 play out and see what a guy or a woman or whomever in black robes, how they make their decision uh, based upon the facts before them. So I'm just against the eminent domain issue for a town in terms of policy. So I, I, I'm going to vote now. Judy. Originally, I thought that so I didn't wander, I would, you know, put a few thoughts to paper, and so many of my questions were answered this evening. So I've got myself down to just this little square now, little rectangle. And it basically goes to my thoughts on eminent domain. In my research into this method of acquiring conservation land from municipal building, no other town in the Commonwealth has used this tactic. I did learn from Mr. Freitag that in 1909, but I do believe somewhere in like maybe the 10 hours of research I did specifically on eminent domain in public trust land, it excluded, believe it or not, the city of Boston proper. So this article, this um, this one, this one precedent had to do with Boston Common. I think that is not a precedent for for towns and municipalities. But let me continue. The question. The question now becomes, why Milton, if no one else in the Commonwealth has used this method of acquiring public trust land? Why Milton? Is this who we are? A town whose residents tout it as, no it is, I have my far away driving glasses on, who, who tout our town as the best town ever. I hear it all the time in so many places. Is this a good look for our town? How do we adjust the moral values that this town espouses and are striving to be the best it can be and find it okay to justify using this manner, saying it's the most expeditiously, help me, um, legal manner to avoid complications? If there is no precedent from other municipalities similar to ours, little towns, little cities, taking trust land by eminent domain, this would make our town 
the town that town residents are very proud to live in, in Outlier. Again, not a good look, in my opinion. And it also, to somewhat speak to what Tom said, it gives way to an opinion that taking land by this method will never stop and nothing is really protected. I believe that we as a town are just better than going down this path. Thank you. Thank you, Judy. It's something that I just noticed that I we have to remember. Pope's Pond. We need to make sure that we address Pope's Pond in this. Because Which is in the wording that I sent. You put the there. wording in? Yes. Thank you, Jay. Thank you. Okay, Steve. Yeah, I'm just going to make a quick comment on the, the, the um, comment on Codman versus Croker. I don't know if I'm saying it correctly, but that was to build a tunnel on the uh, the common, not destroying the common. So put the subway in, basically. And I, think, and I think there's something about the inner core of Boston as well, not considered in the greater um, municipalities of the Commonwealth. And I would have to have a computer to see where I bookmark that. Thank you. Um, okay. Steve. Would we like to have any further discussion? Can I say one last thing? Sure. I want to. I want to be clear on this because I didn't say I, I'm. I'm voting yes for this. Surprise, I guess, or well, maybe not. I, even though I despise eminent domain, I really do. Um, and the reason I'm voting yes is because I'm a member of the warrant committee, and our job here is to think about how to help the town fiscally to achieve its goals. Fiscally, fiscally. We've heard very well what will happen if the town does not do it by eminent domain. Stack up the lawyer fees, stack up the stack up the, the work. If we are making a fiscal decision, as is our charge, I do not see how any of us can vote against saying the town should do it. If you're going to do it, we've, we've already said, no, we, we don't recommend you do it. We've said our part. If you're going to do it, though, the fiscally responsible way to do it is eminent domain. Hold my nose. Don't enjoy it. So I challenge us to, to, to take off our, 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 our hats that are not fiscal and consider this in that regard. If I can follow up on that. Um, I'm looking at Steve, but I'm talking to the whole room. We don't know if town meeting will vote yes or no on what we just said no to. If they say yes to it, then you're concerned about the lawsuits. If they say yes to that but no to the eminent domain, you're concerned about the lawsuits will come pouring. Mm -hmm. If they say yes to that and yes to eminent domain, then we're safer, significantly safer. So, you know, what I said an hour ago about it's not inconsistent to not like something and vote for it, it may not be inconsistent to vote no on the first and yes on the second. I thought. It's an interesting situation like this. It's true. Is that the war committee could be of the mind, like what Jay is saying, 
though the recommendation is not to go forward on the land swap, we don't want to send a mixed message to the town by voting in favor of an eminent domain, because it says to authorize to take. So we would on one hand vote no on the land swap, but on the other hand, authorize to take. Mixed message. So we can understand why people would not want to send a mixed message and vote in favor of the eminent domain. One thing we potentially could do is we could have a vote. I think we could do a second vote, and it is our sense of, in that contingency, that we could say, what is the sense of the war committee if the town meeting votes in favor of the land swap? Then would we want to say, then the town should consider I think that's what Jay is saying is that there could you there's you could be of two minds. You could be of two minds on this mm -hmm. of saying I want it, you know, I need to stick to my guns now on eminent domain to say no because we're saying we don't want you to I don't want you know, it's the green eggs on hand. You know, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want, right? But if that changes then we as a committee have a responsibility in the changing circumstances to give the best advice that we can to the town. You know, what do we think? Mr. Freitag, what are your thoughts on that? Again, Kevin Freitag from the Austin Town Council. Just to clear up two things. So there are, there are two votes. You voted on one, which is that you're, um, you're not going to, you voted against asking for special legislation. Um, without that special legislation, the eminent domain article won't have any effect, right? You can't, if you don't get the special legislation, even if the Warren Committee votes no, but town meeting votes yes, um, you still have to presumably get the eminent domain piece. And if town meeting votes no on the special legislation piece, then there's really no point in asking for eminent domain in any event because you wouldn't have cleared the Article 97 piece. So the town could take the land, but it wouldn't be able to use it for school purposes, certainly, because it would still be protected by Article 97. So, in other words, the eminent domain taking does nothing for the Article 7 issue, Article 97 issue, and the request for special legislation to get the property out of Article 97 does nothing to address the potential land trust issue. So, I, I, I know you're concerned with consistency, and I just wanted to point that piece out. The other thing I would say is rather than vote contingent recommendations, you certainly would have at town meeting the ability to address mm. the moderator regarding your recommendation if, for instance, regardless of how town meeting votes on the first piece, if that if the Warren Committee wanted to then reconsider its recommendation on a subsequent article, it could do that at town meeting, but I've never seen an, a warrant that has you know, right. a recommendation and then a fallback recommendation, right. so to speak. It's just, so we, it's just one, and mm. if it changes at town meeting, then you could ask to change your recommendation at town meeting. Perfect. So just to back to the first point. Yes. So then, you're not saying there's no point to, are you saying there's no point to a vote with regards to the eminent domain? I'm not saying that because again, it, the Warren Committee is an advisory role yep. to town meeting. So town meeting can always vote against whatever the Warren Committee recommend, recommends. What I am saying is that if, if the town meeting were to vote no on the special legislation piece, then the eminent domain 
issue would be rather moot, moot because the Article 97 restrictions right. would still stay in place unless and until the town voted again and chose to remove right. them. Okay. So something, I just wanted to make sure that that's clear. In other words, you need, right. you need both of these pieces yes. to, to, a, to get where the school committee is trying and, and the select board article is trying to get to, which is to be able to build a, a school on this property. Both okay. of these things would have to be positively passed by town meeting. Thank you. You're welcome. So does that support what O'Han was the argument? I don't, I don't, I'm listening to that, I don't see how we would vote. I don't see the point of a vote yeah. at this point. I was going to say, it's only, I agree. I've never seen this done, but I would think, if I can gain, say, what you're talking about, like, let's see what Tom Eden does, and then, like, jump to the back room. Mm -hmm. No. And make the decision then because I think any vote on this sends an like the opposite message, right? So I, I understand that, but with, is that possible if, yes. like, condition the vote on this on the vote of town meeting? I mean, we just we could. Tonight, we're we need here. to give a record. Sorry. Because we have done no recommendation at this time. Yeah, right. Mr. Freitag. Right. So I think you, you have you have three options as a war committee. You can. You more than that. You can you can vote no. You can vote yes. You can vote yes with a different recommendation that falls within the scope of the article, right? So you have sort of those three options, and plus you can have a, a no recommendation. In fact, I think that was what the Warren Committee's printed recommendation was on this article at the fall town meeting last year. Correct. So those are all pieces. I, I in in terms of addressing or consider reconsidering a recommendation at town meeting that happens pretty regularly um, it happens in response to motions to amend the recommendation the warrant committee will will caucus and determine whether or not they will accept it as a friendly amendment or not so you certainly at town meeting would have the ability to sort of be nimble and, and caucus and, and make a determination as to what your recommendation would be regardless of what's printed in the war you, you, that is subject to you know, to subsequent caucus by this committee, even as late as town meeting. <clears throat> Thank you. And in town meeting, if we approach, if we as the committee approach the moderator, town meeting can't stop us. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Um, do I know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> you have the you, you got Steve to laugh. That's all right. You got, you, you got Steve Geister to laugh. So that's a, you know. Hey. You know, we got. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I, I think it would be inappropriate if at some point, you know, because this is what happens with green sheets, right? Up to town meeting is Warren Committee will, will send in a green sheet. Oh, okay. Recommendation. And that happens at town meeting too, and it's usually just something that's coordinated with the moderator. Usually, the chair would speak to the moderator and just say, "You know, can, can I have a moment here? My but, my warrant committee would like to discuss their recommendation." The ladies and gents in the back can't go. No, they can't do that. <laughs> they won't, that won't happen, right? No, the, the, it's Thank the moderator's you. meeting. If he wants to hear from the chair of the warrant committee, he can do so without any, you know. I appreciate your explanation, Jareen. Yeah, I was just going to say, uh, basically concur with uh, what you got Joe O'Hagan was saying. I, there's no point to this vote because, you know, you know, the first vote sort of puts us in a situation uh, and, and entirely. And it just it seems as though that, you know, it, it would make us look stupid 
if we were to come with this conflicted um, um, suggestions, if you will, uh, recommendations. And then um, I just feel as though like the best thing to do at this point is probably, uh, you know, wait for the town meeting and, you know, take the actions that have been suggested uh, once that day comes, which to be honest with you, how I see it, I don't think things are going to change very much you know, uh, in regards to what we've recommended so far. Um, again, there's more steps to this whole process, and I, I just feel as though, like, you know, um, our vote, while, you know, it, it's supposed to matter, um, won't really per, matter per se, um, considering, again, the financial aspect of this um, and or the work that's been put into it, um, you know, over the years, um, and effort and the options that, you know, we, we have. So, um, you know, I think that maybe we're kind of going overboard right now, today, you know, with even <laughs> this conversation, mm. um, and, you know. Say that it's on our agenda. So, thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm just wondering, though, if I mean every there's commentary, right? When we, our, our comments, and so I feel like that's where that would come in. I think it, it's essentially if it's saying, you know, we voted no on the. I mean, I don't know if you can re refer to other articles, but we voted no on this other article. But our recommend, you know, if say it went in one direction. Mm -hmm. That, we're, that our recommendation is if the town decided in favor of the land swap. Do you know what I mean? Like if you if you put your vote in the context of how of why the vote was taken, because I, I don't know that it it doesn't it kind of doesn't make sense to me not to vote on this because they're two separate. You know, they are still two separate articles. And to your to Ohenny's point, it's. It's saying like, okay, if we're looking at it through that context of, you know, fiscal responsibility, you know, it may not be the best option. But if the town is saying, if they vote yes, on it, I don't know. It just seems like we're only putting a recommendation, and the town's going to vote how they want to vote. Right. If they vote yes on the one we said no on, or if the warrant committee didn't recommend, then they could vote yes on the other one too. So, but they just, right, but that's the way it would be anyway. Right. But that would be that. But that's the way that would go but, anyway. But also at the same time, like if that happened, like let's say we did a no recommendation, yeah. and the town voted yes on the land swap, then we could approach the town moderator. We could have a vote. Um, we could we could have a vote. We could even meet before the meeting to discuss that to be ready to vote. And then at that time, we, we could go to the town moderator and say the war committee does have a recommendation at this time. We could do that. I'm just so I just wanted to. So somebody else had their hand up. Tom. I, I don't know. So I can listen. I don't know. Um, I'm trying to look at it through the eyes. I know. I'm just, mm -hmm. right. So I'm like, OK, like, I guess I would understand that. That's what I that's But what then I'm like, well, <laughs> Yeah. Does it throw anyone else? So then I'm like, your geranium, and I'm thinking that maybe it might be better. It's no, yeah. and I think everyone's clear. I feel on certain things with this, but 
I don't know, I was just trying to look at it that way. Yeah, and I think it might be more helpful not to go with that. I think, I think we should just go no recommendation and, you know, I think it contradicts. The one thing I'm concerned about though is you said we were going to address Pope's Pond in here. <laughs> so where are we going to address that now? Yeah, that, that's the advantage to recommendation is we hand them language as opposed to 250 of them trying to come up with language. Can we do a different thing about Pope's Pond? I suspect that some adult in the room, like maybe the select board, would say, if you want to vote, here's some proposed language you could vote on. But it won't be in an article. So we're not going to do that, Jay. Who's we? We, the people here at the table. We don't have an article in front of us. We don't vote. So how are you going to get the select board to get Pope's Bond in front of us? That's okay. I would like to make a proposal that's not binding at the moment. I would, at 10.22 today, like to see this article to go to a vote here and now. You make a motion. We well, I was waiting for everyone to, like, slam me first, and I oh, got no, out no, of the room. No, we're not slamming anyone. Okay. I would like to make a motion. We vote on this now unnumbered article to see if the town will vote to authorize this land swap by eminent domain. Second. I want to <laughs> vote on just the article, not what we're going to write in italics right now. Can Thank I, you. Can I just... It's been seconded. Yeah, so that's, that's it. We've taken all the options off. <laughs> like that's it. No, I mean it's it's done now, but now there's no right now we have to make a recommendation. So we will. Hold on. Hold on. Judy. Yes, sir. We were in the middle of discussing mm -hmm. the possibility mm -hmm. of a no recommendation. Mm -hmm. Jump in, make a motion that's seconded. Yes. That has taken that off the table. And what JJ is saying is that if we have a vote on that, we now have to make a vote, give a recommendation. Well, we were still considering whether or not we wanted to go with no recommendation. So. If we did that, a Warren committee member wants Pope's Pond involved. We can't do that. Okay, so without an up or down. I so believe. you want? So you want your motion? Can I? Can I just ask? Look, this thing is going to have Pope's Pond in it. Where? It does. You can you guys put the the language up, please? Thank you. It's not here. I know, but it will be. What? I'm telling you, it's right. It's coming up. Okay. <laughs> get your popcorn. No, you get can't your popcorn. <laughs> Where's the part about Pope's Pond? Oh, yeah, I see it there. It's down the bottom. Pope's Pond. It's, yeah, I have this so old just, one. Just I have make, the old yeah, one. Yeah, so just, just, just to make clear one. to you what you're voting on and what you're saying that we have to vote on. If you are Can against, if you are against, I mean, in domain, you are also against Pope's Pond Zone Conservation. 
That's what you're. Well, that was the. That was the. No, that's not. That's the problem with this book. Well, that's what I'm saying. And we've been trying to say that from the get go. We should be doing no recommendation, and we should have a separate thing. Yeah, well, I've I've so been so saying yeah. that all night, and there's wait, 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 wait. But they don't. They mean the article the says that they don't want okay, to hold separate. On. We're gonna have to go one at a time. Sorry, it's okay. So the issue with regards to Pope's pond going into the article was with regards to the overall scheme of land swap, Article 97, right? And the eminent domain issue was that if Pope's Pond was gonna be made part of this scheme, how would we put it in, right? And it's true, it's, it's that, is how is Pope's Pond gonna be addressed in this scheme, okay? If they don't do the land swap. Pope's Pond doesn't come in as part of this scheme, and it just has to be dealt with some other way. Don't, don't, don't you remember when you were in school? <laughs> Judy, you are recognized. Oh, thank you so much. Um, my understanding, my understanding that the Pope's Pond was attached to this just for expediency. It can be done separately as confirmed today through town government. They just were taking a shortcut, if you will, or expediency to rectify poor little Pope's Pond that got lost in that second, that second. So we need to talk about eminent domain. I think we need to talk about eminent domain because there is a backup plan for Pope's Pond. It's always been there. They just wanted to like shorten your wait time at the mechanic. There's a vote on the floor to vote on this article. There's a motion that's been seconded to vote yeah, on this article. Have, has Judy removed no. her, her motion? She hasn't. She has not removed her motion. We must vote on this article. Unless she withdraws her motion, she must. We, Really? I thought you, you thought you said you were still talking about no but this is new language. Send me more candy now. This is new language. This was in the original article that they said. So, you right. cannot right. do this. We must right. deal with one thing. I call for. I call for. We're talking about our recommendation. So, there is a motion on the floor. With regards to the article, the motion was you didn't actually say whether you were voting yes or no. She, 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 it's, did, she it's said the, this language. The vote, okay, so there's a motion on the floor. The question is whether we vote to recommend to the town that they authorize eminent domain for school purposes of the properties that we uh that we've identified in the um in the language here it has been seconded judy you wish to proceed with the motion i do sir okay just so i get clarification we want that clarification that hope's pun is in the recommendation so if we vote no we will we want not pope's pun to be in the recommendation we want it to be separate 
No. I'm just kidding. I, I think, I, if I may. No, I, I just would rather it be. Judy, hold on. I think that we could we could work something out here with in our comment. The comment could describe, right? The point of the comment is to describe some of the process here. I think in our comment we could highlight the Pope's Pond yep. issue. Okay, um, but because we had discussed the Pope's Pond part of this, you know, <coughs> as part of it, I think that if the, it, it it needs to be part of the recommendation. So that if there's a yes vote in favor of the land swap, and then it proceeds by way of the eminent domain, then the Pope's pawn would be handled as part of that scheme. Okay, so if you vote yes now, you are voting that the Warrant Committee recommends to the town that they take the... For school purposes, by eminent domain, you know the parcels which we have talked about, and in you know return give these blocks of property to include um, Pope's Pond. So sorry, Pope's yeah. Pond is included or not? Yeah, it's we, already in the, in the comment. We put it in, so it's going to be in our comment in our um, recommendation. If you vote yes. If you vote yes. Okay. But right. I think what's really driving, we're focused on Pope Pond, but the real question is the Eminent taking domain. part. That's okay, right. people? Eminent domain. Thank you. Yeah. Thank yes. you for pointing that. Pope's Pond is always going to be in play. Yes. Always. I have no idea. It has a second yes. life. Can I, just, can I just say, if you took a vote on just Pope's Pond, everyone would just raise their hands. Okay. Okay, you're, so you were, that's, you were making this like Sophie's choice of. Oh, hold on, hold on. JJ, there's a motion on the floor. It's been seconded. Madam Clerk, would you please conduct a roll call vote? Emily? I think we lost We come back to her at the end. Okay. Oh, honey. Yes. JJ? Yes. Uh, Steve Geister? No. Kristen? No. Tom? No. Lori? No. Allison? No. Jereen? He's very gay. Lost Jereen, too. Okay. He didn't think of Yes, uh, Emily. Amanda? Yes. Judy? No. Steve Rines? Yes. Jay? Yes. We'll go back. Is Emily there? Yes. Sorry about that. I was running back. Yes. It's okay. I'm trying to text Jareem. Jareem is back. Oh, Jareem. This is like. Jareem. He's back. Jareem? We're voting on the eminent domain article. Yeah, I'm back. Yes. You're looking at my vote. Thank you. It carries, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Good. So, on the motion of whether we should take the land by eminent domain, the yeses have it by a seven. So, 
I know I'm contradicting myself since I said it would be perfectly fine to vote no and then yes. Just, you know, our swing vote is not physically in the room. Can we confirm that his wishes were conveyed correctly? Who, who's, who, who are, are you talking, talking about? about Steve Ryan. Steve Ryan. Why, what, well, Steve what? voted. Okay. I mean, I voted. For you to put information in there. No, I'm not, I'm not trying to. I'm just trying to understand. Okay, well, okay. have that off. So, to be clear, I voted, but it was, I gotta be honest with you, it was so confusing the dialogue that was happening there and you were using it. Um, and I was trying really hard to follow it. Um, but, you know, I mean, I obviously am in favor of building new schools, so um, I voted yes on this. So, voting on that. That was the other vote. That was no. the other vote. That I no, I understand, but. Yeah. There was so much back and forth on this. It was I was getting lost in oh, I some see. of the, the detail. Yeah, it was. Yeah, we cool. we understand, Steve. Thank I you. think the vote is what it is. We can focus on who wants to write the comments. What, who's speaking right now? Is it so? I just <laughs> who's okay, speaking? Hold on. I'm, I'm calling for order. I just want to be clear on what we just did. We just voted not to recommend to the town to do the land swap, but then to take the property by eminent domain. That's what we did. Okay. That's exactly what we did. Steve, are you clear? Hold on, Judy. Oh, I'm sorry. I just really can I go out for a minute? Can I be fine? Let's. I just let's just take up. Can we just take a breath for a minute to let this sink in? And ask people to consider if this is what we really want to be doing. The concern here was that we would send a mixed message to the town about where we stood with regards to this issue. We debated for two, two and a half hours more. We had a hard fought, hard fought conversation with regards. We were in discussion of a way of proceeding when a motion was made, quickly seconded, which then forced us procedurally into making a vote and a recommendation. Um, that clearly wasn't understood by a member. That seems to have not been understood. Right. So I'm right. not how to pr J J proceed Judy, Judy, to I'm gonna my motion. Can I go inside? Hold on. I can go inside for a minute. It's, hold on. Please. Based upon my conversation, based upon this, 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 I'd like to open up the discussion. Do we want to reconsider this? Steve? Yeah, so throwing Pope's pond in there is just a curveball. It has nothing to do with eminent domain. It was just, if, if, if the other article that did not pass gets, doesn't get passed by town meeting, then the other is mute. So the question is, should we even, even be voting on the other article at this point? And if it does, if they do pass it in town meeting, the other, the first article on Article 97, then we could take it up at town meeting and say, okay, we'll, we can give a recommendation there. Okay. I agree. I, 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 I agree now. My only concern is if we're going to redo votes, I ask that we redo both votes. I don't think it's appropriate to say we take one vote off no, and say vote because not. we have a member admitting he didn't No, no, no. I, no, no, Steve. It's not a question and of not liking the outcome. I'm going to admit that Dave's right. I didn't Hold on, hold on, hold on. One at a time, please. And he, this person Judy. next to me was right, and I wasn't listening. I don't know. 
So is there a sense that we want to, we're just going to talk, just talk about eminent domain. Is there a sense that we want to revisit the eminent domain vote? Yes. I'm yes. getting a sense. No. No. Look, just to talk about it, right? There is an argument to be made <laughs> that we are making sense and that if the town votes yes, then use eminent domain to be fiscally responsible, just like Bohani was saying. Mm -hmm. So we took a vote. I didn't want to do it, but now it's done. It does appear to contradict. Yeah. I agree. Very clearly so. But you can say when you, when we commented maybe that okay we're against this but if you vote yes do it this way yeah we could write that in a recommendation basically if the other article goes through and gets approved mm -hmm. by town meeting two thirds vote then the warrant committee recommends that they take it by eminent domain and I, I would prefer to put no decision at this point on it or as opposed to saying yes or no. Yeah, I'd agree. I also wanted to piggyback off that too. Like, would it change? Like, would it be good for us as a committee to see how the town votes first before we make, before we vote on them? Yes. Well, we voted. I, I mean, know, that's I, that's JJ's point. Yeah, is we no, I'm just, voted. That's my thought. But I voted. I mean, obviously, because we were out, there was a motion. You're right. And and unfortunately, I mean, it was left in that discussion. Can I have some? I, I, can I have some historical context? This has happened before. I think you were there, Dave. You remember the Warren Committee, where a vote happened and people were confused about the vote. And my my concern, my concern. I was very clear in my stance on eminent domain. I think everyone knows why I stand. I'm not doing this because I favor one vote or another. Saying when people say they're not clear, and and they make a statement that I'm saying I support this. And I'm trying to line up the votes to figure out in support of this. I think it bears in the question all the votes that are taken. I think if we pick and choose, anyone can take a vote and say afterwards, well, I was confused. I want to vote next week, which just happened. And I think that creates lots of dissension in the team. So we either, we either make sure people are clear and we vote all together, or we don't revisit and reopen votes. I, I, I do think in the comment, we can make it make sense. It's basically Steve's language was, was I think it's, was, it's basically was and look in this comment we have something that we all agree on is Pope's pond goes into conservation. I, I would like to hear Steve Rhines' view. Oh my gosh. Because <laughs> your email I mean you have to let just uh, you're saying things that are just inappropriate though to try to make it seem as if I just think it's time to just I think Okay, hold on. Emily has her hand up. Thank, thank you. I just, I wanted to echo, I would also like to hear from Steve Ryan because I will say I'm usually there in person. I have to be here on Zoom and it is, it's a little harder to follow along, especially when multiple voices are like it, just with the way this works and the way Zoom picks up voices, like sometimes you hear one and not another. And so I think it, it just, it can create some confusion. So I know, I mean, one of the things that I think can come up is there are two votes that are related to the same thing. So I think also related to what Penny said, like I would like to hear from Steve Rhymes just about where the confusion was because I know he said he's supportive of a school. So 
I just want to make sure we get his perspective because again, I would say I share that sometimes it's a little confusing hearing some of what's being said in the room while participating in this way. While I really appreciate being able to because I wouldn't want to miss out on this meeting. <laughs> yeah, correct. And for the record, I wish I could be there this evening, but I'm actually everyone in the family's not feeling well this evening. But it was hard to track all the information. All this, you know, I deal with this every day. I work on Zoom calls. The side conversations are really hard to track the intent um, on that. So it was confusing with the uh, requests for you know uh, language change. There was things flashing on the screen going off. So um, it was confusing to me. I admit. Um, so um, and I do agree. It is confusing because I did vote. No, the first time and to change my vote the second time is is contradictory and, and I do have a problem with it. But um, I think someone pointed out that the vote has been cast. But I am open to revisiting my my votes. Steve, when yes. you say you are open to revisiting your vote, it, yes, and. I do not want to put pressure on you. Is are you telling us that you are reconsidering that? Yes, I mean, I, I, listen, I, I get it. The message needs to be clear and concise from the war committee. So, yes, I would consider uh, changing my vote to no. And you feel that the confusion that was created in part by you being on the Zoom. That's correct. Caused some of that and interfered with your ability to process this? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, it, there was a lot of side conversations <laughs> when you get when you're in the room. It makes sense. But when you're listening, it's, it's not as easy to track. Mr. Because not everyone wants to speak right into the microphone. So it's just my opinion. Oh, Henny. Mr. Chair. I once again, I caution us on the precedence of this happening before literally tore apart this committee of change votes. The, the presenter has left the room. He left after the first vote. He left after the first vote. And my argument is if we are going to permit people to change their votes, I think this is a precedent we do not want to go down. And I would ask for uh, our town council's input on whether even we are within our bylaws and bounds to be operating in this way. I don't agree with that because if somebody's confused on what the what we're voting on and, and it was on Zoom. Yeah. If I'm confused next week and I'm, I've been on Zoom all this time, can I come back and say I was confused two weeks ago when we voted? He's not. He's doing it real time. I would once again ask for town council input on our on our procedure, point of order. Thank you, Mr. Town Council. Uh, so you, you should know that the, the town doesn't have any specific rules regarding how it conducts its meeting, but by and large, this town, with the exception of town meeting, which operates under the rules of town meeting time, operates under the Roberts Rules of Orders. Roberts Rules say that for a motion to reconsider to be made, it's typically made in a timely fashion, which is usually within the same time period as the, the first vote was taken. So you're within that time period. It's to be made by a person that was on the prevailing side of the vote. So one of your guest votes would need to make a motion to reconsider, at which point 
you would have a two-step process. You'd have the motion to reconsider, and if it was positive, then you'd go back and consider the original motion. If it's negative, then you're done. Thank you. Thank you. Emily, your hand is up. Now I'm not sure. I mean, I do think it's something we need to be careful with. I, I did just want to follow up because I, I noticed, Stephen, I, I hope it's okay that I'm saying this, but you mentioned that you would be, that you are reconsidering your votes, not one vote. And I know you said there was some confusion for both. So no, 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 there was confusion on the second one. The first one, there was no confusion. There was a lot of side conversations during the second uh, open debates that I was not able to track at all. I mean, there's, so that's, that's what I'm referring to. Okay, thank you. I just think clarity was, was helpful there. Just, yeah. Amanda. So, I don't want to get in the weeds, but I guess I'll just ask it anyway. So, is the question on, is the, is the, confusion on what we were voting on or what people's points of view were because that's two different things and that's what I'm just not clear on is it the side conversations and what people were saying or what the actual vote was that we were taking it could be the pop's pond I'm, I'm asking Steve so, and I don't know if Steve's comfortable answering that I don't want I'm not I'm just right because it says if I'm reconsidering my vote I just want to make sure that we're well I guess it's a two-part it's a two it's a two-part process the one is going to be, do we want to, the first thing we have to do is vote to reopen the vote. And the, if, it, if it's yes, we reopen the vote. We vote again on the merits of it. If the vote is no, we don't, and the vote stands. Steve has said that he had enough of these concerns to be interested in reopening the vote. So if we were to reopen the vote, it would have to come from a yes vote, someone who voted yes, such as Steve. Um, then I think as long as the vote comes from him, anyone could second it, and, and then we could proceed. So I guess that would be the question that I would ask. Is there anyone who is a yes vote who would make a motion? To, okay, hold on a second. Jareem. You are recognized. I, I think you're muted. I think he's at the bar now. <laughs> he's definitely at the bar now. <laughs> That's cute. Yeah, I vote yes. I vote yes. I vote yes, and I want to. I want to re, re, recast the vote uh, so we can get this done. Is it seconded? I'll second that. It's Chris and Kosiel has seconded. Madam Clerk, would you please conduct a roll call vote on the issue of do we reconsider the vote with regards to eminent domain? Sure. Emily? <laughs> now I don't know. I, I'm super confused by this process. Can you come back to me? I need to take a minute. Oh, honey. No. JJ. Wait, we're voting. The question is, do we reconsider? Reopen the vote. Reconsider. Okay. No. Steve, guys. They went to the bathroom, I think. Okay. Kristen. Yes. Tom. Yes. Lori. Yes. Allison. Yes. Dream. Yes. Amanda. No. 
Judy? Yes. Steve Rhines? Yes. Jay? Yes. Uh, Steve Geister? This is motion to reconsider. To reconsider. Yes. Sure, that carried. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. I'm so confused now. We absolutely have to re-vote on the last vote that we took. It cannot, that's the only, that's the only option. As opposed to saying that we want to have an So we are now voting on, it's a, it's a motion, okay, it was a motion to reconsider the vote. That's a good question for town council. <laughs> Is that do we are we required to vote on the on the matter that was voted upon, or to, can we reopen the 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 issue? No recommendation. You basically stand in the same position as you did moments before you cast that first vote. First vote on the, on the yes or no. Okay, thank you. So we stand in moments in the moment before we cast that first vote. So Judy. Who proposed the vote wants to rescind her, her But he just said I can't. I but, can't. But you could if we haven't yeah, voted. Yeah, if we, if haven't, we voted, haven't voted, there could be a motion to rescind, retract the motion for eminent domain, and then we could reopen for the conversation of how we would like to proceed. May I ask a point of? Sure. Understanding what I'm doing. Obviously. Thank you. Is it possible to make a motion that we go with no recommendation? Or um, the answer is yes to that. Thank you. The first thing you have to do is you have to. Think I have to wake up. No, you have to rescind your proposal from before to take a vote. You have to say I do not want to take a vote on this article. You were the one who proposed it, now you have to rescind it, or else we have to vote. Okay. At that, and at that point of time, I'm just curious. A new motion could be made that says no recommendation. It could be no time. recommendation. There could be a new motion. The way things are going tonight, there could be a new motion. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> right? Yeah. But... Yes, it is. Your question was, is could someone make a motion for no recommendation? And that is, yes, someone could make that motion to answer your question. May I ask a question? Sure. To Mr. Chair? Absolutely. Okay. 
made a comment that we've done two different things and we've, we've done, we've confused. No, I know, I got, we all got kids, I know. No, I, yeah, I will, they're home. Kristen, they're go home. ahead, I'm yeah. with you. I'll, I'll join on Zoom, but I'm sorry. Um, I get on, I'm sorry. All right, so we should wait till she gets on Zoom. Let's just put that. I rescind my motion. A motion for no recommendation. I second. Can I ask then what will we write in the comments? No recommendation. What will we write in the comments? We could write a we could write a comment. Well, we, we would put we could put people together. That if we went with no recommendation, be no recommendation at this time. More than likely, it would be due to the Warren Committee have, having voted that the town not approve the article. Is that the Warren Committee wanted to withhold a recommendation with regards to eminent domain pending the town's vote? So that we could then render a, a recommendation to the town at that time. So if they pass it at town meeting, we can. If it passes at town meeting. And at that time, we can say either yes or no to this article. Am I based correct? upon based upon the town vote. Right. We don't have to match their vote. We could do anything, right? We could do anything. But if the town, we could do, it would be wide open. But if the town, I think that if we were at town meeting and the town voted in favor of the land swap, I think that would have a tremendous impact on our deliberations with regards to eminent domain. Or not. <laughs> so there was a motion. Attorney Freitag. I think. Sorry, I just want to make sure you guys have all the information that I have. In the past, I've only seen a no recommendation by this committee in two instances. One where they didn't feel that they had enough information to act, and two where their, their vote was um, where they couldn't arrive at any consensus whatsoever. Um, so th this this is a, a new version. It's something I haven't seen yet, so I just want right. to write that out to Mr. Chair? Yep. This is the reason for my great concern, because a no recommendation our job is literally to give the town a recommendation. That's the only reason we're elected here. That's the only thing we have to do is make a recommendation. So I disagree because last year when we voted on the same land swap, we were seven to seven vote. Three times we voted and we put a no recommendation in. And that's because of indecision. All I'm saying is, no, I'll, Member Geiser, the attorney has said this would be a new precedent. That's the attorney has said this is a new precedent. Don't, don't come at me. The attorney has said this would be a new precedent. The attorney has guided us. I, says, I recommend we take the advice of our attorney. So, if I may, in an abundance of caution, I had put this article on our agenda for Wednesday. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> you did. 
this. Thank you, Mr. Chair. May mm. we? May we? No. Let's just get this done. May we transfer this vote until Wednesday? It's only two days away, and maybe we won't be done. I make a motion. We adjourn. <laughs> I have already got a motion on the floor. Oh, what's oh, your motion? Okay. I said, like, I want to vote no recommendation. Oh, sorry. Second. Sorry. Too late. Too late. Too late. <laughs> hey, can I ask a Tom. Just ask to JJ's motion. Like, I, I think, um, I understand it might be the first time, but I think that how many times have we been given articles that where there's like a condition precedent? Right? You know what I mean? It's like if A and B, then you consider C. Like, so I don't think this is, but I, I, I respect uh, Member Olenny's statement, and I understand it, but, you know, I, I, don't, I don't see an issue being the first time. Just, I don't know. Well, can we, can we, can we, so, does anybody have to take a vote on the no recommendation? There's a motion on the floor. to get back on um, Zoom. She says she's coming back to the meeting on Zoom. See, there's another hitch. There's a motion on the floor. There's a motion on the floor. Okay. It's seconded. Madam Clerk, would you conduct a roll call vote? Yes, and I believe we have Kristen. I hope that's yep. Kristen. There's no last name. Hold on. Can you? Emily. This is something this where question. I had trouble hearing. Was that, what was the motion for? Was it to a, sir? Wishful thinking. The motion is for no recommendation. Oh, for no recommendation, okay. So if you vote yes, Maybe it was. If you vote yes, you're voting no recommendation. And the comments will say we will address the situation at the town we want to meeting when they vote. Okay, Madam Clerk, would you conduct the roll call vote? Emily? No. Oh, Henny? Abstain. JJ? Yes. Steve Geister? Yes. Uh, Kristen, are you there? Yeah, um, I'm gonna abstain. Uh, Tom, Thomas? Yes. Lori? Yes. Allison? Yes. Jereen? You're muted. Jereen. <laughs> 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 Wow. We can't hear that. Unmute. You're muted, Jerry. Yeah, yeah, sorry, my phone wasn't working. Yes. Okay. Amanda? Uh, no. Judy? Yes. Steve Rines? Yes. Jay? Yes. Carries? Yes. So, our vote is no recommendation. Our comment will reflect that in light of our vote with regards to the land swap, that we were 
recommending a no to the town that we wanted to see what the town did with regards to their vote at the annual town meeting and then at that time should it become necessary we would present the town with our recommendation at that time Second. Is there anyone opposed? The motion carries. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.